Hello guys, welcome back to the Creative Nonsense Podcast. Today I will be talking with Vincent, aka Ihanbi, about his hobbies in art and coding. Shrek 5, you know, confirmed. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> That's gonna keep going until like the end of time now. Especially <laughs> with like Netflix, I find that kind of weird how they take like DreamWorks things and just keep on pumping out like these crappy animations. Some of them are good, granted some of them are good. But like the whole like Puss and Boots, whatever the heck that show was. The animation is just so dulled down, and a lot of Netflix shows, they're really good ones, but then there are ones like the remake of The Magic School Bus, which all the animation has no character in it. Like, you're starting to get into, like, like animation and stuff. The details and, like, the way everything was done, and you look at the new show, the new show is bland. It has no character. It's just everyone looks the same. It's just... That's one really interesting that I, interesting thing that I found out. Um, actually, watching shows with my baby cousin, like all of her little like kid shows, is that a lot of them are more like they're very standard with their characters, but a lot of them are like three D animated now. Like yeah, a lot of them. But they don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. So like I was watching. Um, they have all these different. Uh, my Theo was saying like I've seen so many trolls movies, and somehow I still haven't seen all of them. Like there's just so many. Like, they have, like, the movies and the little TV shows, and it's, like, Trolls Holiday, which was, like, it was, like, a fever dream watching that. I was, like, what is going on? I think these trolls are actually tripping out during this, and I'm, like, and this is a kid's show, which was fascinating. And then well, I mean, there was they did that one, with, like, like, Monsters, which was also, they kind of looked the same. They are all very yeah. round and tiny. They did that kind of with, like, Shrek back in the day. There was, like, the Christmas special and the Halloween special that they made for it. But those were kind of short movies. It was kind of like, I think Frozen had one where it was like a, oh, it's the wedding day or something. I can't remember. My little brother was really into Frozen. I know that they did that with Tangled. Yes. I liked Tangled. Mainly because Zachary Levi was in it, and I love anything that man is in same did you watch chuck Except when for, chuck was on oh i saw it a bit when it was on i was a bit i don't want to say i was young i didn't have tv mm-hmm. i mean my parent i i had like cable when i was a kid but then the excuse was uh that my brother watched too much power rangers and was too violent so if they caught him watching power rangers again they'd take away the tv uh so they caught him watching power rangers again <laughs> And they took away the TV. Later on, it was just that they didn't want to pay for TV anymore. Wow. So, And then Netflix comes around, and my little brother watches all of the 17 seasons of Power Rangers. And you're like, oh, well, that's kind of unfair, but cool. Those shows got, that show got progressively worse. Like, it started off amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, the new seasons are like, oh, I want to just not. Like, I rewatched Mighty Morphing Power Rangers, and I was, like, very pleased with it. I was like, this is this holds up. It's like a bad old video game where it's like, the graphics are exactly the way you remember them. Because, like, some games you're like, oh, my, like, I my favorite example, there's the Harry Potter classic games, mm-hmm. like, one and two. Not many people, uh, they were very staple in my childhood. And also, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. They kind of have the same kind of, like, graphics. But, like, when I played Harry Potter 4... Which was not the same style at at all. I when I my memory of it was that it was like this really good looking game, and then I went back and I downloaded it off the disc I had that I paid for because we paid for games, and I was like, "Dang, this is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Why did I like this?" 
But then you look at like the Harry Potter, the like one and two, and the Star Wars games, and you're like, they are exactly how you remember them looking. And that's a good game when it's like exactly the way you remember it. Your memory isn't like tarnished. It's just like you go back and like Shrek or Toy Story. Toy Story, it still looks the same way you remember it. Shrek looks the same way. It's not beautiful. It's not the best, but at the time it was great, and it still holds up. Unlike say. No examples, but like, oh, Star Wars, the prequels, mm-hmm. some of the graphs, especially the first one. You look at those and eh, some of the 3D stuff doesn't really uh, hold up at all. That's what always happens when like, you go back and watch movies. Some movies are like amazing, like um, 2000 Space Odyssey, whatever it is. Oh, 2001. 2001. See, that, see, I have very adverse feelings about that movie. <laughs> Some people really like it and some people really hate it. Like, my mom loves that movie. There's nobody in the middle with that movie. It's like either you love it or you hate it. My dad's computer, like, his username on his old, like, computers used to be Hal 2000, whatever the year he got the computer in was. Like, we were forced to watch that movie in class. But we watched it in, like, the theater room in the school. So it's like, we're actually, like, in a crappy old movie. No, it's not crappy. It's just not, like, a nice movie theater. But it's, like, one with, like, kind of stiff wooden chairs that you don't fit in because you're six foot six um and we're watching this movie and like there were people that fell asleep for huge chunks of the movie and like our teacher's like yes there's gonna be like 15 minutes of black before it starts because it's kind of designed that way to be like kind of like oh what's going on i'm like that just seems like a bad idea like (laughs) why can't we skip the 15 minutes of black do we have to watch this in like this three hour movie and there's just periods of the movie that it's just like Ooh, cool effects. Can we get to the movie now? <laughs> and it just, oh, it was so dreadful. But for like, it being like the 60s, like, I feel like yeah. it's not the worst. It's very impressive. It could have been very much impressive. worse. <laughs> it could have been much worse. Very impressive effects. There are some that kind of bother me, like, where it's like, oh, the shot was more important than the actual. Like, there's yeah. the one, the big circle one, that was cool, like, where they're walking and the guy's strapped into his chair and he's doing, like, turns and stuff that's really interesting because we watch some behind the scenes stuff on it but there's one shot in the whole movie where they're kind of like just going through this the neck of a spaceship wherever they're going up to some control room and the one bit is spinning and he walks on and it's spinning and then he walks it gets into the next hallway and you look at the exterior of the ship and you're like none of this is spinning why was there spinning nothing Like, oh, cool camera shot, but nothing is happening. So sometimes it's like little things like that, and I'm just kind of like, ah, why? It's cool, but there was no purpose. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are like that. Like the whole, like, the blocks that he pushes in, for like, it's like some kind of like key to like put in, and I'm like, why is it set up like this? I know that it's like fancy. Yeah, let's flip this switch, that switch, this one, that button, and it's like, could you just like one button? You don't need to hit 79 switches. To say hello to Hal. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, it was good, but it was like, they were trying to go for like, look at the spectacle type thing, which is what happened with yeah. a lot of movies like back then. Um, but it's even funnier, like comparing like American cinema to like, just like British anything up until like 2005, maybe. <laughs> there was like no British funding forever. And then it's like, just watching like TV shows get progressively better. Like, yeah. it didn't happen for a while, and then all of a sudden it was like, British TV shows are good. Um, yeah. I think one of my favorite British TV shows was Primeval. 
which was like this. It had like five series, I guess, and um, it's about like this, these these like I don't know scientists, and they're in this in the normal world, but there are these like anomalies where like it just cracks in space and times, and dinosaurs come through, and that's like, I'm trying to like get, but it was like really well animated and stuff, like it was like real life with like three D dinosaurs, really well made. And it had, like, a cool story where, like, oh, the ripple effect through time. And, oh, no, now the people don't remember me. Cool stuff. And then they actually had a Canadian spinoff that I think only lasted a season. And I was so bummed about it because I was like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be more. Because I, when I finished watching, I was like, oh, that's it, 50-something episodes. More. And then, like, the, it, it was, like, even a continuation of, like, the old one. But it was, like, because it had to do with time, it was, like, the other one was in the future. And I was, like, oh, it was so, like, cool. And, like, some of the characters came over. But then it got canceled because, you know, they put it at, like, 11 at night when nobody wants to watch dinosaurs coming through cracks in time. Oh, my God. Arthur on BBC when that was a thing? Oh, that was Merlin. That's the name of it. Uh, Merlin. I love Merlin. Oh, my God. was great. But then, the I, like, my friend had, like, finished watching it and, like, they had found out that it was canceled and, like, that that was, like, the end. Like, that's when they, like... Well, I mean, wasn't it, like, five seasons? It was five, yeah. But, like, they, they killed the British them off prematurely because that was, like, the end. <laughs> well, I mean, the ending wasn't that rushed, I found. Like, the way they ended it, like, I don't know. Spoilers for Merlin, whenever the hell that came out. Um, the ending I kind of found neat. How they're like, oh, he never died. He's now an old man walking down modern streets. And I was like, that's eh, kind of neat. <laughs> Are the new Jurassic movies good? Because I haven't seen any not of seen them. any of them. The first case, so Jurassic World was kind of, I don't know, it was a rehash. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fine movie, right? It was kind of like, eh, it's a movie. It's like Jum- the new Jumanji movie. Yeah, it's not bad. It's no, like, it's, it's no... 2001. Um, but the second one, I went to go see that one in theaters the other week, I guess, because it just came out. And it took a new take on it, I guess. It was more human. It was it focused less on like the dinosaurs themselves and more on the human aspect of it. And it was kind of, I enjoyed it. I don't think critics enjoyed it as much. Uh, <laughs> if it, it it had like the same kind of emotional weight <laughs> near the end as like I just was forced to watch the new Ghostbusters movie last night. I didn't want to watch it, but my dad put it on for supper, and I was like, dang. This is a thing that's happening now. Didn't want to watch this. It's a train wreck of a movie. And I laughed at some of the jokes just because of how dumb they were. But, like, the ending of it just felt like there was no weight in anything. It's like, oh, cool, they're killing ghosts and stuff. And it's like, you don't feel anything. It's like, I feel like this should be cooler. But I don't understand what's going on. There's just a lot of ghosts everywhere coming out of a fog. And there's a big, tall Abraham Lincoln guy pointing and doing stuff and then chris hemsworth over there being possessed and it's like what's happening i've never seen the original ghostbusters so i don't know how i feel about the new ghostbusters but i've uh played luigi's mansion and i feel like those are the same thing <laughs> i feel like those are definitely the same thing have you ever played uh, except for one. <laughs> you have, I've played luigi and you have like a vacuum you're literally like, yeah i think my brother i played like one of the newer ones that came with my little brother's ds <laughs> so i never i never played any of the old mario games because like my first video games other than like computer games was uh i got a wii <laughs> 
And that was just because my, I don't know, my dad was against video games for the longest time. But my brother and I, we'd buy, like, the Star Wars games for the computer or, like, the Star Wars games for the computer. Um, I guess that was all we played. But yeah, no, uh, my cousins always had like the Nintendo stuff. So whenever we went over to my cousin's place, I was always like, oh, cool, let's play. I remember loving Super Mario Sunshine. And I remember playing the f- opening level of that game about 20 times because they didn't, you know, they I just show up and like, oh, here's this empty save file. Let's just play that. <laughs> so I always just played the opening of the game over and over again. And then I found out later that they actually had Xboxes and Playstations. They just put it away when we'd come over because wow. they thought it was too violent for us. <laughs> so I was like, this whole time I thought that they only ever played Nintendo games for like eight, for 19 years. I was like, ah, they're the Nintendo freaks. They always play Nintendo. And then I'd show up and like got like Bloodborne running on the, comp- wow. on the TV and they got like The Last Guardian and I was like... I feel like my whole world is just shattered. I was like, you guys were all you this whole time. <laughs> you were the Nintendo cousins. That's all you did. It was the Nintendo. Like, like I bought myself a PlayStation Three a couple years ago, just because I wanted to play new games. Because we only had a Wii, and no, my brother had a PlayStation Three, and he moved out to the East Coast. So then he brought that with him, and I was like, man, I really want to play some PlayStation games. So I bought one off of his buddies and. And I got like these Assassin's Creed games, and I just my brother just got a PS4 the other week, before he moved to the West Coast, but left it here, so that was fun. Um, and I got like the new Assassin's Creed games, and I'm like, the graphics are better, but like I feel like the PlayStation 3, the the PS3 and PS4 are still passable. Like the PS3, still very good console. It's not like the PS2 where it's completely useless and is worth nothing, and the graphics are awful. The PS3 is actually like still good the graphics aren't bad so it's i found i found that interesting when it came to like the evolution of graphics and the fact that the playstation 3 was around for like 10 years before they released another like the xbox 360 and the ps3 were around for a very long time before anything else happened that like the xbox one is a thing because i have so much on the xbox 360 that i just still want to play all the time but then i'm like i can't get any new games anymore and it's just but all the old stuff's great i pretty much just ended up buying everything for pc on the steam sale i was like i want left for dead again and i want portal and i'm just i'm getting a new pc soon so i'll be able to play all of them again (laughs) yeah one day i'm gonna get a pc like i mean i have a i had my acer but i was like i need a i need a mac mac is good for editing and graphic design and stuff it has a you you don't have the new one. The touchpad is like literally like this is my phone. It is bigger than my phone, the touchpad. It is amazing the trackpad. And the oh. whole thing is a button. The whole thing's a button. It's like you don't have to like click at the bottom of it and scroll around or lift your finger and click. The whole thing is a button. It's a revolutionary. You'd have it's one of those like you'd have to be there moments, but like the whole thing's a button. I don't understand. What do you use that for? <laughs> well, no, like if like for Photoshop, for example, like you can just like scroll around, up, down, side, left. You don't have to like hit a button, change the scroll, drag it around. You can zoom in just by pinching. You can twist it around, and it's like you can just do all these things, and it's so useful. <laughs> you can't get trackpads for like a PC. Yes, you can. I mean, but. It's also an, an Apple, which I hate. Okay, this is the thing. I used to always want an iPhone, 
when I was a kid. I always wanted an iPod. I, got, I bought myself an iPod Touch 4. And I was like, that's cool. I had an iPod Nano before that. And I was like, cool, move my way up, make my way up. Bought myself an iPod Touch. Best thing ever. I love the iPod. I found that Apple made the best music players. And my mom bought one of like the early MacBooks. And I was like, that's really cool. I like that. My for my 18th for like Christmas a few years ago, my mom bought me a Samsung Samsung Galaxy brand Prime, which sounds like it should be really cool, but it's literally their worst phone they've ever made. It might as well have exploded in my pocket. But like it was like marketed as like their low end smartphone, entry smartphone, which I don't know what that means. What's an entry level smartphone like? Like not... just the cheapest one that requires the least yeah. amount of skill to use. <laughs> Well, no, it, the highest resolution on it was 480. Oh, no. <laughs> and I got that two years ago. That's... 480! Like, the, the camera on the back was 8 megapixels. I was like, this is just, this is a terrible phone. It, But it opened my eyes up to Android and all the things you can do with Android. Android like my is very much, like, good for... Um... Like, you can, if you want to customize things, that is what yes. Android is for. If you like simplistic, well, like, whatever, like, just easily accessible, you want the Apple stuff. Well, not even, the, but, like, say I want to, I can plug a USB key into my phone and transfer things. I can plug a USB key into my phone. I could, I could put a movie on it just by dragging a video file onto my phone from a USB key. My buddy had an LG, which was a terrible phone. Like, it was an older one. It's like, when I, when I, when I... When my contract's up, I'm going to get an iPhone, so it's more compatible with what we're working on. I was like, what do you mean it's more compatible with what we're working on? It's like, well, we're using Macs. Well, I'm like, yes, but how does it make it more compatible? He's like, well, it's Apple. I'm like, but what can you do with it that makes it more compatible? You can transfer photos and music off of your phone if it's plugged into a computer? <laughs> no, you can have everything in the little cloud. That's what I like. Yes, but I mean, I can you just, can do like... that with anything. I have a Google Drive. Like I have Google Drive too, but it's just the folders are different. Like I'm very much like in that whole thing and it's gonna freak me out when I get a PC just because all my files are like in the Apple iCloud and I'm gonna have to sort oh, yeah. through that. But like literally well, if I wanna like edit my book from like my phone, I can just be like, Oh, what's the name of that file? Go into there. What's that PDF yeah. I downloaded from my class earlier? It's over here. It's just but, like, um, nice that way. I'm pretty sure you can download the uh, iCloud for PC. I haven't used a PC, like a compute, a tower computer in like seven years. But you like, can use I, it from like the web, which is... Yes. Yeah. It, it pretty much looks the same, which is nice. Yeah. Had to but I will say, I love, I love Apple computers. I hate Windows. I hate it so much. It's so annoying, and it doesn't, like, it's not that it looks bad, it's just so inconsistent with itself. Like, at work right now, I have to use Windows, and it's like, gosh, it's so annoying. <laughs> just using Windows uh, Explorer, which isn't File Explorer, it's, they changed their names, too. Like, you know, yes. Mac has Finder, Windows 7 had Windows Explorer, which is their Finder. But then Windows 8 and 10, I think, had File Explorer, which makes more sense because they also have Internet Explorer, which is Windows or Microsoft. And it's like, this is just so confusing. But they also have Microsoft Edge now, which is another thing. thing. My, 
I thought they were like, oh, cool, they made Edge. It's better than Microsoft Explorer, which it is, I guess, arguably. But they still have Explorer on your computer. I looked at my laptop. I was like, wait, I have both? Why do I have both? I thought this was supposed to replace the old one. That was one thing when like I boot camped my Mac and like I was going through all the stuff and there there's so much bloatware that just comes with like Windows 10 and I'm like get oh, yeah. off of here. Especially <laughs> if you get like uh, my Acer had like oh here's your Acer this Acer that I'm like yeah delete delete uninstall go away go away go away go away. But Macs don't do that. Macs are nice. They're expensive yeah. but they're nice. And a bunch of stuff that if it does come pre-installed you can just delete it and it's pretty yes. nice. It's like, you don't need this. These are just developer no. tools that will hide in a corner that we won't put on your dock, and then I'll drag them out into the dock anyways because I mess with them all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, with the dock, where do you put it on your screen? Because do you have it on the bottom? I have it on the bottom. I know people who oh. have it on the right side, and it really freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, I put mine on the left on a Mac. But the only reason I have it on, a Mac, on the left is because in my class, I had, like, the dual monitor set up, and the main one was on the left, so I just put it on the left side, so... On my Windows, I have it on the right. Do you know why it makes more sense to be on the right or left? No. Screen size. It takes up less space if it's on the left because it's taking up the height and not the width. So if it's on the side, you gain that much more space, right? You Instead of losing this much, you're only losing, like, this much width. And, like, it just... It doesn't... It shapes your screen differently. You have much more height than you do width. It makes more sense if you. It 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 makes sense. Just go with it. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like I'll have to try it now, just out of curiosity. Yeah. It has. To, it definitely has to do with the 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 dimensions of your screen, because when it's on the bottom, it's taking up a whole lot more space. Granted, with Mac, you can just hide it, which I also don't like, because then like you have to like slide down and hit it again, and then it finally shows up. It's like, oh, cool. Now it's here. And then you accidentally open an application at the same time. Yes. It's the most annoying thing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a magical thing when you think about it, but how it works, like like everything, you have to think. At some point, somebody thought to do that. That's why I think people are kind of in, anybody who is credited. Oh, he's a smart guy. He did this. Yeah, a lot of them were just insane people. Like to say milk. Somebody saw a cow at some point, saw that it had a dangly bit underneath it, and decided to squeeze it. And then that's as if that wasn't enough. They're like, I wonder what that tastes like. And they squeezed it, and then they drank it. But then the next idiot was like, hey, wait a second. Now that white stuff that's come out of this spotted animal is now left out in the sun. And now it's becoming all chunky. I wonder what that tastes like. And then there's the other dude who's like, hey, this chunky stuff's really cool. What if I wanted to keep it for later? Left it down in his basement. And then he let it sit there for a while. And then a few years later, he's like, hey, I wonder what that tastes like now. It's like... Who thought of that? Yeah, who, I feel like the person who, who thought of cheese was much more crazy than the person who was like, "Let's milk a cow," because they were probably yeah. like, "This, the baby cows drink the thing, like they drink, we from, drink like, out mothers. of women." Like, it's all yeah, that made more sense. But the cheese, yeah, that's I a think little shifty. The worst idea. If, I think it'd be even weirder if it was like the guy who came up with cheese thought of it because his wife or whatever or her or whatever at some point that they were trying to store their own, like, breast milk for the children, and it became chunky and decided to eat it. And I was like, I wonder what happens if cows, because they're much more easy to get milk from. We don't have to wait a few months to get somebody ready. It's just... That'd be a much weirder industry if it was, like, if cows didn't exist and we had to, like, get milk from <laughs> women. That'd be a very odd, like... 
That'd be a freaking weird society. <laughs> I would hope that we just wouldn't, because <laughs> we don't need milk. I would hope that they wouldn't be like, let's milk the women for their milk. It tastes kind of sweet. <laughs> well, didn't they do that in Mad Max, the new one? I didn't I think see that Mad was, like, Max. Whole... <sighs> I have not I seen was... a lot of new movies. <laughs> I mean, that one came out like four years ago, so. New. I mean, I, I think since the 90s. I haven't seen a lot of movies since the 90s. <laughs> Aren't you only, like, a year or two older than me? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, movies that, like, I grew up watching with, like, my grandparents and my mom. I watched a lot of, like, old rom-coms and, like, movies from um, the 80s. And, like, every now and then I'll watch a new movie. But a lot of movies I watch are, like, things that I watched as a kid, which are things that, like, my <laughs> mom and, like, my grandparents watched. So it's, like, weird. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be, would be against only just re-watching the old movies that I watched as a kid. Because I watched, like, a lot of Jim Carrey. Like, another Canadian uh, treasure right there, Jim Carrey. I, I think. just, like, follow all of, like, the actors, like, from that phase, though. So it's, like, Natalie Portman. I've watched, like, everything in Natalie Portman's catalog. I'm working with so Winona what, what Ryder right Portman now. Be? What would she be doing back then? Uh, Leon the Professional. Uh, Beautiful Girls. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies. Those are, like, two of my so. favorites of hers. And it's, like, 94 and 96. Which is like the Star Wars prequel movies? No, not that. <laughs> That's like uh, the worst thing she's ever been. Who? <laughs> I don't know. The professional is good if you haven't seen that. That's like my favorite movie. My favorite movies are just some of the weirdest movies ever. Like not weird. They're just movies that lots. Oh, it's like Swiss Army Man is one of my favorite movies. Interesting. It's a weird movie. It's very strange. I enjoy it. It's got a nice soundtrack. It's got very odd things happening. That has Radcliffe, right? It's a dead body, yeah. Yeah, um, I just remember seeing previews to that and being very confused as to what was it about. It's a very good movie. It opens with Paul Dano riding Daniel Radcliffe as a jet ski, propelled by his farts. It's an amazing movie. Nothing is wrong. It's directed by the guys who directed Turn Down for What? Like the music video where like the junk is moving, they that was the directors that directed Swiss Army Man. A great movie. It's like it's. Uh, I just like odd like oddball movies. Like one of my favorite movies is Epic Movie. It's a terrible movie. I know it's a terrible movie, but like it was the object of my desire when I was a kid, because everybody watched the trailer. I didn't I, I didn't know how to see the trailers before YouTube. I think maybe, um, or before I knew about YouTube. And, like, everybody at school was like, oh, and then, like, the person comes out of the, the wardrobe, and I was like, oh, that sounds really funny, and they're referencing all these jokes from the trailer. So then I just pretended that I had seen the trailer. <laughs> and, like, when I finally figured out how to, like, see movies um, online, <laughs> it was the first one I watched, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best movie ever. I don't know if you've seen Epic Movie. Mm -mm. It's, like, a terrible spoof movie. But, like, it was, like, the one that, like... Oh, I, think it, I remember it now. I, I remember it was the one called now. Narnia. It was, like, Narnia and, like, the X-Men and Harry Potter. And I actually met the guy who played Harry Potter in that movie because he's a Canadian actor who was in Ki Kids of the Hall or something. And he was at my mom's CD release. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That guy looks like the dude from an epic movie who played Harry Potter. And then I looked it up, I was like, oh my god, that was the guy who played Harry Potter in an epic movie. My favorite movie ever. It's like, dang. Since you're so speaking happy. of spoof movies, have you ever seen Airplane? 
I've seen Airplane 2. I've seen Airplane. The first Airplane is amazing. It's just the like, second one's so good. second one's so good. I haven't seen the second one, but like the first one is just like... Me and my mom quote that movie constantly. There was a good year where we watched that movie, like us and my grandparents, like probably on a loop like every weekend. Like it was just... Oh yeah. We always watched Airplane. Um, I think that's the other reason why like I just like gravitate towards like those movies is because like I'm an only child. My mom's basically like my other sibling and like we lived with my grandparents for a long time when I was little. So it's like yeah. I watched like old stuff a bunch of times like when I was little. So See, I never movies. really. I watched like old movies with my grandparents because they have like VHS tapes and stuff. And I watched Betamax with my dad because he was younger than them and had Betamax. But like, I don't know. I I always preferred my my movie choices have always been strange. Like, and I I was the like back when blockbusters was a thing. Um, actually, no, jumbo movies, jumbo video. They had free popcorn. Um, like you know, you'd rent the movie, and my brother would always get annoyed because I'd use the TV and watch the movie seven times in a row just so I could get it into my memory. I remember, I think the, like, the one I did it with that I can remember was Clash of the Titans, but not like the old one, the remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that one I we watched like four times. But like I just used to do that. I, we'd rent a movie and I'd watch it. Like I'm like, I'm getting my money's worth out of this movie. Watch it 20 times. That was me, but with, like, Sailor Moon, like, R and S. Like, those movies were so good, and I still think about them constantly. <laughs> but what you were saying about uh, Clash of the Titans, the new one is really good. The old yeah. one cracks me up, though, because that, like, oh, the animation owl, is hilarious. and, like, the guy just, like, floating in the middle of water, which he's just literally, yeah. like, there, and then the Kraken, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, no. It's so good. <laughs> The sequel to the new one wasn't that great, I remember. Uh, I didn't realize they made one, so that probably says something. Wrath of the Titan. I don't remember. Actually, no, that was the one I watched, like, seven times. I don't know. I, like, it's like Gods of Egypt. I enjoyed Gods, Gods of Egypt. It was a fun movie. But, like, it's just a movie. It's not, like, one of those critically acclaimed, like, Marvel movies where it's like, oh, wow, it's all these new things, and it's, here you go, 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, that's neat. Most of my favorite movies don't have very high ratings. Same. Uh, I think that girl who was in... Now that I'm thinking about Clash of the Titans, I think that same girl who was in there, she's the one who's in Prince of Persia? I think. Could be. Because I remember watching too. Prince of... Prince... <laughs> it was one of those good, bad movies where yeah. I was like, it's good, but like you know it's not that good. I like the video games, so that's why I was like, I'm invested in the movie. <laughs> I, I, I never, since I never really played any uh, video games, I never, like, had any, like, oh, this is based on a video game. Like, I remember watching, like, Laura Croft, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, The Cradle of Life, or whatever, <laughs> on DVD, and I was like, that's that a fine movie, I guess. Not I watch bad. so many, like, old game Let's Plays, like, that's usually, like, how I get into those, where it's just, like... I remember, I got back into RuneScape, because oh, I... I saw that Game Grumps had a playthrough on RuneScape, or just a short one. I was like, "That's that's that's that makes me that's the feels right there." Who my 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 childhood? I remember like I mean I was never good at it. Me and my brother would just play RuneScape all the time, and or that or like Adventure Quest. Those ones were like those were the RPGs. I don't know if you ever played Adventure Quest or that realm of games with like dragons. RuneScape uh, because yeah. my cousin's cousin played 
RuneScape, and I remember one time we were at his house, and, like, I was always, he was, like, the not-related-to-me cousin, and, like, when we, like, went over to their house, I remember seeing, like, all of his Pokeballs, and, like, he had, like, fake swords, and he was playing RuneScape on his computer in the back room, and I was like, he's cool. (laughs) That was, that was my cousin Ryan for me. And my cousin Carly, they were the Nintendo people, but, like, my cousin Ryan would be playing some, like, MMO on his laptop, and I was like, ah, that's cool, I want to play that game. I had very low standards, I'd see anything, and I was like, that's cool, that's, I want to do that. Old computer games were fun, I still... I still have a whole, like, uh, what is it, a whole, like, CD case filled with them, like, over there, and I'm so mad because I don't have a PC that's, like, compatible with any of those anymore, and I'm like, I had so many games, I just want to, like, go back and, like, listen to them, because they all have, like, like, bad soundtracks, and just... Oh, yeah, I know. My favorite, I had a lot of Lego games, like, you know, you have the Lego Star Wars games, but I had, like, Lego Soccer and, like, Lego Extreme Island 2, Extreme Stunts Island, where you played as this guy, and you had to, like, I just remember there's all, like, you had to, like, I don't know, you just had to do stunts and stuff on this island, you you were up against, like, this guy who had, like, robot monkeys or something as bad guys, and you could just, like, steal cars and stuff, it was like Grand Theft Auto, but in Lego, and you had to like learn how to get a driver's license to to you had to go through your road test and I remember that was like the heart I think we actually got my dad to do the road test because me and my brother were so bad at it. And you had to get like the pilot's license and like the boat license to get all the different vehicles and it was just like this is a great game. I love this game. Nothing is wrong about this game. But then like you lose the code to download it from like the C D pack and you're like, No. It was the greatest. I'm really sad that, like, um, one game that I know is still, like, playable on computers if you have all the parts to it, there was this, like, it was, like, the Easy Bake Oven game. Like, you had this big old, like, actual, like, thing that you could put on top of your giant keyboard back when they were, like, the big old box computers. And yeah. you could, like, open the oven, and it would open the oven on the screen, and you'd be putting the thing in. You had a little rolling pin, you'd, like, mash the dough, you would cut things, you had, Gee. um, your little mixer, you had... What else did you have? You had this little, like, squeezy thing, like, squeezing icing and stuff. And, like, you, like, baked all these things and you had to follow the directions and stuff like the thing. Or you could, like, decorate it in weird ways. And, like, that. And there was also a game called, um, I bought a bunch of, like, weird, like, pack games from Sam's. Which oh, is, yeah. like, our big old, like, box store here. And, like, uh-huh. so there's a bunch of, like, knockoff games, which is, like, um... I think there's a Littlest Pet Shop knockoff thing, which was called Cats. And then there's another one... Um, and I just remember, like, painting my cats, and, like, spraying my cats with water bottles, and, like, chasing them around the house because I was mean. And, uh, there was a little My Little Pony parody, which was, like, feeding horses, and, like, I don't know, I don't remember much else. There were, like, puzzle games in there. And then Ella yeah. Barbie. There was, like, a Barbie spy game, which was really fun. The thing is, you look back at those now, and, like, if you actually play them, odds are they're all garbage, but... Probably, but back in the day, sitting in the back computer in the room, day. it was lit. For hours, just... Like, I, I grew up, my grandparents still have this at, at our cottage. It's, we have an Apple IIe, mm-hmm. which is one of the first personal computers you could own. And it is one of the most amazing things ever to exist. You know, you flop, put in the floppy disk. It's like, okay, flip it over now. We got the data from that. You flip it over, and you're playing Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune and Vanna White. Still Vanna White using an Apple IIe. Vanna White is still here. I don't know how old she is, but she, I think she's still around. And, like, there was an option to turn her off because of how slow she walked. 
and like it's just it's one of the coolest things. And then like there's I I played Rampage, which when I saw the trailer for Rampage, the movie with the rock about the ape getting toxic stuff in it, I didn't it didn't click in my brain that it was based off a very old video game. <laughs> and I was like, wait, there's a gorilla, a giant wolf thing. I was like, oh my god, this is Rampage, the game that I played on the Apple TV at the lake. <laughs> they made this into a movie. Did that movie come out yet? I, I think have that no came idea. Out. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't see previews anymore because I use hella ad blocker and I don't watch TV. So you gotta go on the you gotta go on trending. Ha! Trending page. Like I did it's, such it's... a thing. <laughs> I watch my subs and my recommends sometimes. <laughs> Even the subs now are kind of useless. Yeah, I just have that's why I follow everybody I watch and even things that like I tangentially watch on Twitter. I follow way too many people so that I can know if something is released. Yeah. See I, I don't know, I I have Twitter. I rarely use it. Just because I I don't know. I've never been good with social media. Even like Instagram, I I'll post I like taking pictures, so I'll post a picture every now and then or every couple of days. Uh, at one point it was every day, but I never post more than one a day because at one point somebody's like, "That's a no, no, no more than one a day." But just the other day, like just yesterday or the day before, actually, I can't remember which one of the uh, Discordies it was, but I got my three three hundredth follower, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've had Instagram for going on seven years. <laughs> I've been waiting for this, and it keeps on getting close." But then, like one of the spam accounts that followed me unfollows me, so then it's like Same. I keep on like I was on the I was on the spur of like three hundred for like months. And every time I was like, oh, dude, I need an odd down a few. Oh, we're going up, odd down a few. I'm like, come on. That's me at 4.30 on my Instagram account. I've been on 4.30 for the past, like, four months probably. And, like, I just bounce back and forth between, like, 4.20, 4.30, 4.20, 4.30. And, like, I I lose and gain those same, like, nine constantly, which is just ridiculous. (laughs) Same thing on YouTube. Like, I gained six followers or six subscribers this week. But almost inevitably, when I upload this podcast, I will lose those six. <laughs> and so that yeah. it's just going to keep going back and forth forever. <laughs> I don't know. I've had the same seven subscribers on YouTube for uh, years. Um, <laughs> and they're all like my old classmates that don't use YouTube anymore. That's always really funny is like back in middle school, all of us made YouTube videos and we all subscribed oh, yeah. to each other. So it's like those people are still in my subscription somewhere. It's just like I'm the only one remaining at this point, which is really funny. Um, yeah. But I wonder if like they still check their subscriptions at all. And if they're oh, just yeah. like, oh, that kid I used to go to middle school with, and they post videos still. That's strange. Like I think my, and as far as my videos go, I, I've only had one video that broke like 500 views. And like it was like a Minecraft video I did for like it was my geo it was my tenth grade geography exam. My teacher was super cool and it was like, oh yeah, we just do projects for our last exam or presentation. And because I was always lazy and I always found a way to make a video or play video games out of a project, um, I was like, hey, I it's geography. I have to bu-, and the whole project was like about building the perfect city. I was like, you know what I like to play that also you could perhaps build a city in. <laughs> So I was like, this is cool. So I made that, and then I, like, used some, like... I don't know if there's this YouTuber who I used to really watch, the Gaming Lemon, when I was, like, younger. 
and like he just like his editing style was super like saturated and like just really upbeat music so i just found one of the songs he used and <laughs> threw it into this video and i was like i like this video i think it's got like 600 views like cool and like the earliest videos on my channel it was like me trying to be a let's player when i was like probably uh 13 12 years old and like the first few videos once again filmed on a computer with two gigs of ram playing a modded minecraft game so it was like running at like 10 frames a second and you had a little screencast-o-matic at the bottom of the screen because you know i'm 12 and i don't know how to record my screen um so then like the first couple episodes or whatever it's just me walking around at 10 frames a second and then like the second one i was like i need to get audio in here so i recorded audio with my ipod and haphazardly synced them up together just in movie in windows live movie maker it's like this is the coolest i've ever been uh, don't think those got many views but <laughs> the first uh <laughs> youtube video i ever made was with my cousins um, and we made a parody of, I don't know if you guys have like the, is it USPCA, like those commercials with like, um, it has like that sad Sarah McLaughlin song that's playing. And, and it's like the, the dogs. About the dogs? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we didn't have that commercial, but we know about it. So me and my cousins parodied this. Uh, I was in like elementary school and so we're, my other cousin was probably in like sixth grade and like my little cousin was probably in like third grade. And um, so we got my webcam and we recorded with my cousin's chihuahua and we did like um we played that song but it was more of like being attacked by dogs <laughs> so it was like my cousin's chihuahua is named pixie so it was called i was mauled by a pixie and we just all kept saying that but like we were just like me and my cousin lauren were like normal and we're like i was mauled by a pixie i was mauled by a yeah. pixie and then my little cousin bella has this like towel around her neck and all these like marker like wounds on her and she was like i was mauled by a pixie and then the chihuahua just like crawls up on her and she like fake screams and like that's the whole video <laughs> Jeez. yeah it's kind of like it's interesting right like we're all friendly and whatnot but like most of canada's near the border like oh, there's a lot of canada it's the number one or two on land mass but there are more people in france than there are in canada you know how many times you could fit france in canada or like <laughs> vegas has more people than the entirety of canada that's a city. One, I think, at least, at the time, when I looked that up. And it's like, the amount, like, for me to drive, like, I'm moving half an hour away from the city. There's nothing, like, next to nothing in between that half an hour here. You go to, like, how long is it from Texas to San Antonio? Like, two, three hours? From Texas to San Antonio? I don't know if that's a very long drive. Texas and... San Antonio. Uh, Austin, Austin. Austin. Okay, Austin, that's an hour, an hour and forty minutes. I'm like, where are you referring to? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like Texas is the state. There's a lot of states. It's hard to remember. Yeah, in between and, San Antonio and Austin is mostly like a bunch of tiny cities that are slowly becoming both Austin and San Antonio. They're both oh, okay, both so cities eventually on. will merge into one as they right. eat up all the tiny cities in between. Is basically what's we, happening. <laughs> We've got that in a few spots in Canada, like Toronto, which you've probably heard of. Um, it it does that. Like, to get to work, like, I could never live anywhere near Toronto, because to work in Toronto, most people live outside of Toronto, like, hours away, because of how busy it is. And, like, I've heard of, like, four-hour commutes to get to work. They work, like, to and from is eight hours. 
And it's like, holy crap, it takes me 20 minutes. <laughs> No, no. Like I live like Winnipeg is small. It's it's really small. Central can central like it's I don't know. And then like we have a French community here, and then people in Quebec. Some people in Quebec don't even know we exist. They're like wait, there's French people elsewhere in Canada, and I don't know. I know it's not everyone in in the province, but like it gives them a bad reputation at times. And then it doesn't help that at one point they they wanted to separate from Canada, and become their own thing. I mean, like, I don't know. Texas at one point thought that they were independent enough to become one again, and not the. Wasn't that like a civil war? <laughs> Texas always is like, we're gonna secede from the union, and they just always. There's never enough people who like agree. <laughs> well, then California. I mean, there's California. At one point, I heard that they wanted to leave, which I was like, dope. And then they're like, hey, we could join Canada. I'm like, that's the best. I want that so much. Come on, the province of California? That would be so weird, though, because you'd have to go in between, like, the two states at, like, right above it and just, like, head back and be like, we're in the United States. We're in Canada again. Yeah, but you guys have that with Alaska. True. Alaska's not really American. (laughs) Yes, it is. Not really. (laughs) Those people with their six months of light and six months of darkness. But they have Blockbuster. They have Blockbuster (laughs) still. They still have Blockbuster. They have a few. The the only remaining Blockbusters, I believe, from what John Oliver said, are in Alaska. I feel like that further proves my point that Alaska is... Well, because they don't get good cell reception and streaming stuff and internet is bad, so they... To watch a movie, they still go and rent it from Blockbuster. They're essentially the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I actually got sad the other day because I just realized that there was there's this one video store. I'd never been in it, but it was on like the corner one street corner, and it was like always there. I was like, that's super cool. Video store, yes. Like it's still existing. And then just the other day, I noticed it was a law firm, and I was like. I was with my grandma at the time, and she was just like, yeah, well, is it, would it make you feel worse that it's been like that for two years? And I was like, no, really? I was, like, crushed. I was like, how did I not notice that for two years, that it was no longer a movie, a video store? That was, like, when, um, what is it, Best Buy just announced that they stopped selling, like, CDs, like, they're phasing out CDs officially. And like, so- music CDs or, like, video, uh, DVDs? Music CDs. Because I was gonna say they still sell like Game of Thrones seasons, so I don't think well, that. I don't would know be if that's like... gonna stop too, but they literally just announced it like two days ago that they're gonna start. No one buys music anymore. Yeah, like everyone streams stuff. Like that's just yeah. what it is. But um, yeah, and so everyone was just like, we saw like CDs become a thing and just end, and like wow. Uh, and I mean, Austin, I was still I was in that phase. Austin I had has, like, I had record stores but i feel like that's for the hipsters like the hipsters in austin are like what keep many industries alive (laughs) well i found that records are coming back in some way like but that's why i feel like it's coming out with a new yeah like some 41's coming out with a new album get it on vinyl and i was like some 41's coming out with a new album on vinyl (laughs) it's like I mean, I have, yeah, sure, I got a record player. Like, I, I, we're moving, right? So I was going through all my dad's albums and stuff. He's got, like, stacks upon stacks. They're, like, all the dire straits. There's lots of rock music, lots of... Uh, I was very excited. I found that he had Pat Benatar, and I was like, oh, my, that's that's cool. We could listen to Shadows of the Night when we're when we're cleaning up. Listen to some good Pat Benatar. Because of my when my grandpa passed away, we inherited all of his albums so my dad moved all of his cool albums from the upstairs to 
the basement and we never touched them again and we listened to 50s classic music and i was like this is fun i guess can we listen to some like acdc <laughs> you have that on vinyl <laughs> could we do that instead but yeah then like there was laser discs i never saw laser discs so those were a thing at some point those were like the transitional phase and then cds came around and then blu-rays blu-rays are nice i like blu-rays well tapes happened somewhere in between there i saw yes. the whole box of tapes underneath my bed <laughs> that yeah, I, 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 up, I had like I have no idea what this tape was, but I vividly remember it. It was a Monsters, Inc. cassette tape, like, for, like, music. And I don't know what it was. I have no... I just knew it was green with blue spots on it. And I was like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, just... I think I saw it the other day, too. We still have this tape, and I do not know what is on this tape. And it still blows my mind that I have no recollection of what is on the Monsters, Inc. tape. But we own it. And it came with a book, I think, that had buttons on it. And you could, like, make Boo say noises. And I was like, ah. Maybe it told stories or something. Like, I had a Barbie it was karaoke. Just, that's what it was. It read the book for you. And then you could hit the buttons. It's kind of lame now. I thought it wanted to be more. <laughs> like, I had a Barbie karaoke machine. And I had, like, hits of the 90s. Which were things, like, when I was three and I had the karaoke machine. So I had, like, NSYNC. I had Britney Spears. I had Backstreet Boys. And so I had these little pink and green and pastel, like, purple tapes that are like all three of those that I used to always play on there and then I have all my mom's like country ones and I have her rock ones and like I think she has a cure tape in there somewhere like <laughs> there's a lot of interesting stuff in that box but oh yeah like when I when I remember my dad has like he also so he collected like vinyl and he collected lots of CDs too so like he has like these big fat binders of like CDs and stuff and at one point he collected his favorite songs from all of his CDs and burnt them onto one disc so whenever we were in the car with him, he had like a disc with like a few hundred songs on it, and we just play through all like these these this music. So I've like whenever we're like, oh, what kind of music do you like? I kind of like everything. Like I like most music. I don't like some country. I like some like some country I like, but there's some of it that is uh, arguably kind of trash. If you can say that about everything, there's some rap music that's trash. I like some rap music. I like I don't like lots of it. I like some of it. I don't know where you lean, where the Americans or Texans or San Antonians, or if you have a funny name for your people, go with music, but I found just kind of everywhere. We are indeed San Antonians. I think Austin and uh, Austinites. I've lived there for like almost four years and I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but San Antonio is San Antonians. Like a lot of people here like country and then there's like Mexican country, which is weird. That's a thing? It's like uh, Tejano music because it's like Texas Mexican country. Tejano music is like a whole other genre. Like it's, it's weird. But then there's just like cumbia music which is just like dancey mexican music and like okay. those are big here otherwise just like normal music but like everyone still has like their genres uh whenever i think of like my high school though my high school and middle school was very much like into punk like metal and like <laughs> hardcore so like when i think of like stuff that Good i listened to back God. then like that was like Everyone had, like, a metal band, like, in middle school and early high school. Like, that's what I remember, is, like, everyone was in, like, a hardcore band. Like, that was very yeah. much a thing. And so I feel like that influenced a lot of, like, music that I, like, like. Like, I'll listen to a bunch of, like, screamo music some days. And I'll be oh, like, yeah. Ah, oh, yes, the olden days. 
When I go to the gym, I that's like I'm like listening to some like as all I listen to is like the, I I have a playlist that I've just called grunge, and it's just <laughs> like there's a section of it where it's just all like I don't know, um that one Armenian band. Um, My genres that like I mostly listen to is like either like something in between like punk and hardcore. I listen to a lot of like hip hop and rap, and then I listen to a lot of like. Broadway show tunes is like my three yeah, most no. listened to genres. <laughs> Chop Suey by System of a Down. That song, you know, everyone knows that song. But like my little brother, I played him like Wake Me Up When September Ends and he had no idea what it was. And I, this was the biggest song when I was a kid. Everyone loved this song. It was too long. The video was like seven minutes. And it's like, you don't know any. He doesn't know Green Day. He doesn't know Simple Plan. You Wait, watch you guys have one jumpstart hour every morning with their cousins like I do. <laughs> do you guys have Simple Plan down there? Yeah, I know really? that people listen to Simple Plan. I don't listen to Simple Plan. Yeah, because those are they're French Canadians. Um, met them once. They're cool. Um, if they're like a French Canadian band, odds are I've met them <laughs> at some because point. They came to French Canada. Because <laughs> they came to French Canada, and my mom is big in the French Canada music scene. So I was like, hey, look, French. They're like, oh yeah, that's cool. They're all friends with her on Facebook. I'm like, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> but um, no, like, I I think some of my bios at one point on like dating apps, I had it as like still trying to get out of my simple plan phase. It's kind of a joke because like I used to say like if I had to say what my favorite band is, I guess I'd say Simple Plan. <laughs> I haven't listened to them in forever, but they just have like. At one point, they here's a good reference. When Scooby Doo was coming back, because mm-hmm. there was like the old Scooby Doo, and then it got purchased by Warner Brothers and stuff. And when it was coming back, the re uh, the Scooby Doo, uh, what's new Scooby Doo or whatever, that series, I think it was that one, was all the music was Simple Plan music, like the intro theme song was Simple Plan. All of the, the like all of the like songs they put into it was Simple Plan, and I just remember watching that as a kid, and I'm like, this is the best. Like, and none of the music made any sense. It was, like, Scooby and Shaggy running away from some, like, white thing on a roller coaster, and, like, I don't want to, and, like, grow up is playing, and you're like, or I'm just a kid or something. I'm like, this makes no sense, but it's it's Simple Plan. What's wrong with that? I wonder whose choice it was to choose Simple Plan for all of the music. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, and and then like when the live action, I most of my childhood was Scooby Doo. When the live action ones came out with like um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and like Matthew Lillard, they had that one song played in it by Sugar Ray, and like, I that's the only reason I like Sugar Ray is they had that one song in Scooby Doo, <laughs> and like, man, that movie doesn't didn't age well either. Oh no, like. And it was, like, perversely sexual at some points. I like, remember my cousins watched it a lot, and I remember just being like, this is an interesting kids movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was like, it really made me think about things. Um, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I began to, it's, it was one of my transitioning movies where I was like, huh, women, huh. <laughs> Hello, Velma. Um, so were you one so, of those kids who had, like, the phases where you were like, gross, girls? Because I've never known anybody who had one of oh, those. Because I was not... Yeah, no, I was one of those people. I was, like, really awkward as a kid. And, I mean, I'm still awkward. But, like, I was... I never really had that many friends. But then there was always, like... The only girls that ever, like, liked me were, like, kind of like the outcasty kind of too quirky to be real people. 
And um, <laughs> so I, I was never, like, I don't know, I just never thought of, like, well, there was one girl when I was, like, in, like, grade one, two, or three, one of the three, I can't remember, I went to her birthday party, and I just remember, like, I really liked her. I was like, ah, she's really, really cool. And then she moved away, and I was sad. But, um... <laughs> With like Scooby, there was like one music video from I can't remember who it was, but the song was dangerous, and the music video is just like about like it's just following this very attractive woman through like the sunglasses of like men, and it was just like the weirdest looking visual video I'd seen as a kid. It was just like there were just things in my brain where I remember like just things clicking. I was like, huh, that's a that's a thing. Just all of a sudden, my interest was kind of like, hmm. It was like the first YouTube video I ever watched was like an Axe body spray commercial that my brother showed oh, me. God. Where like a dude falls through the, like, sprays it on himself, and he falls through like the floor of the change room, and he now he's in the women's change room, and there's just fog over everything. And I was like, that was the first video my brother ever showed me on YouTube. That's my introduction to YouTube was an Axe body spray okay, mine was salad fingers so it's not much better <laughs> no definitely not much better and then i remember like when uh don't hug me i'm scared was coming out my friends at the lake for like two solid years because there was like a big period between the first one and the second one my friends at the lake had all seen it and i hadn't seen it and they were always like oh you gotta show them don't hug me i'm scared blah, blah, but we have to it has to be dark and then they'd always forget so like Throughout the two summers, they kept on bringing it up and forgetting about it. I was like, what is this thing? And finally showed it to me. And I was like, huh. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, so many conspiracy theories about it. Oh, like, yeah. People piece that thing together all the time. And it's wild to read some of the ideas people have for it. Yeah. that was. Those are good videos, though. Like, yeah. there's some things that... Like, there was one... Um, like, I remember when I first, like, stumbled across, like, I remember seeing Philip DeFranco when I was very young, or, like, like a very long time ago. I remember his, like, intro and the thumbnail and stuff from when I was a kid. So then when I saw his thumbnail show up at some point, I w started watching him again. And then through that, I found SourceFed, and then I just I watched all the backlog videos, and then I just caught up, and, like, I, I, I just watched everything they put out, and I was so... Like, you know, people were like, oh, the new hosts weren't as good as the old hosts. I'm like, I did't care. I like them all. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was working on a piece of, like, fan art for them where I was, like, doing this whole illustrator thing where I was doing every single host they ever had. I was going to put it all together. And when I was almost done that, they announced that they were getting canceled. And I was, like, so devastated. I was, like, I've been working to my butt off. And I was posting updates on Twitter and stuff. And, like, oh, there's Sam Basher liked my post or whatever I'm like ah, i was so happy or like Raina scully retweeted it and i was like oh that's so cool and then they got canceled <laughs> and i was like well that's a bummer <laughs> but yeah no that was like a big hit and i started following steven before that came out it's actually how i found you i found you i saw you comment in one of their videos, and like your comment was like liked a whole bunch. And I like kind of liked. Video? No, on a on an SP7. Oh, on an SP7 video. video. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I looked at your stuff and I knew poetry and whatever. And like, this is calming. This is nice. Because I've I've always because I have dysgraphia, mm -hmm. so I can't get my thoughts out on paper, but I could say them out loud. 
so I poetry and stuff like I could always like BS some poetry ish kind of like verbally just say something that sounds poetic, but I could never write it down. So it was just kind of like nice to. I started listening to podcasts for the same reason recently, where I was listening to Dak Shepard's podcast. Um, he's the Kristen Bell's husband. I love uh, how that's Kristen how he's known. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was also in Without a Paddle, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't know. I just just listening to people who can talk more than they can write, which is kind of why, like, I think I could either be a stand-up comic, stand-up comic, or, like a radio host, or like something like that, where it just involves talking, because. I can talk for days and days and days, but I could never write anything down. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why people I remember... have, like, a lot of my writing process is, like, just getting my phone and, like, talking into, like, the recording thing. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know how to write it at that point. So it's, like, I yeah. just listen to the recording that's, like, maybe 30 minutes of me just rambling probably, like, three or four times. And then after three or four times, I know which parts I kind of cringe at listening to it repeatedly. And there yeah. are other parts that are like, oh, I liked those words. And then those are the ones I, like, actually keep and, like, write down and, like, make another, like, actual version of it. So it's, like, that's how spoken word poets do it sometimes, where it's, like, they have, like, a whole routine that's more, like, just the fact of, like, listening to it than writing it out. Yeah. Those are interesting. I was kind of struggling on finding a topic for it. And then I just kind of remembered, I was walking down the hallway and somebody was talking to me and they're like, you know, I've never realized how tall you were. And I was like, it triggered it because there's next to nobody that I've met in person in on this earth that has not mentioned my height. And like even people that mentioned at one point, like my one of my teachers, we were like, it was one of the last days of class and he was standing by the door and I was walking out. He's like, I've never noticed how stupid, and he was, he's short, he's a short guy, he's like, I've never noticed how stupidly tall you are, until, because I never, you never stand next to me, and I just walked by him, and he was like, this is, this is ridiculous, <laughs> so I made, I ranted about how people want to be tall, and I was like, you don't want to be tall, being tall sucks, but my thoughts were so kind of all over the place that I had, like, some ideas right now, but the teacher was like, oh, you need to write a script, and I was like, I can't write a script, so I was like, can I just, like, transcribe it later? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I kept on trying to record takes of this podcast, and it, podcast is a loose term, it's, like, two or three minutes long. Um, but I kept on trying to, I recorded so many bits and so many, like, like, thoughts and discussions, but I had no way to connect them. And I also have ADHD, and, like, I was working on it late at night, and my meds had worn off, and I was, like, super, super just everywhere. And I just kind of thought, like, you know how funny it'd be if I just took all of these random, like, kind of stories and mashed them all together at random moments? So I took it all, I kind of started, like, me me meshing them together, putting, throwing classical music underneath that kind of changed with it and that changed the tone of it. And I was like, this is cool. Like, I could add a video aspect to this, too, that would make it even better. So I, like, filmed some stuff. With, I got my little brother to film me doing things. Just random stuff. And then I ran out of footage that I filmed, and I was like, dang, there's, like, half of this left, so I'm... Um, like I have a lot of backlogged like videos I've taken with my phone, so it's like half the video is like whale watching that I went on once, and then it's just like yeah, it's random clips here and there of stuff, and the last one was like super like super kind of messed up because it was a video I took a few summers ago of like we were working and this guy I was working out in the in the provincial park and. This guy had stepped in an anthill at one point that I was working with, so he's covered in, like, ants. He's like, man, why is it biting me? And he, like, goes into a shirt, and he takes out an ant and puts it in, like, the armrest of the truck we're in. And so then they all start, like, picking its legs off. 
and I'm filming this because I I film things because you know you never know when that could come in handy, and like all you hear is the the dynamic of the truck is I'm silent and kind of laughing. There's a dude who's like just edging them on. There's this one dude who is ripping the legs up, and then there's one guy commenting on everything who has the most dull expression ever. He's like, oh no, man. It's and then like when he at the end of the video, the ant gets crushed by one of the guy's phones, and you just hear about no, not Grant's phone, <laughs> just like the most like bland commentary ever. I'm like, this is so good, but like the video, it my, the audio is just me going, oh, you don't want to be this tall or whatever, and then the phone slams down on the ant, <laughs> and I was like, that's symbolism. Wow. <laughs> That's what happens. I'm like visualizing this whole thing, and I'm like trying to imagine like what you would have been saying like over that, and then you're just like, crunch. (laughs) Yeah, you can find it. It's on YouTube. It's there. I I I feel like I'm gonna need a link to this. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's it's a trip. It's kind of it has 51 views, so you know it's quality. Um, Views mean nothing. If I've learned anything, views mean nothing in this day and age. I don't know. Some of my videos have stupid amounts of views. When I actually, no, none of them do. They all have like the only one is like the 600 views. Everything else has like 10, um, which I think those are just random people. One of our things actually though was um, with the, my program is each video like we have like the whole session. We have two semesters. Each one, first semester and the second year is you work on live action stuff, and then the second semester is animation. And at the end of it, you show your video off in front of some previous students of the program, and they critique you. And, you know, just to, it's a whole process of it. And so for the animation one, I mean, you saw my one about the windows, which is, you know, cutesy with a flower and a mug, and I wanted to throw up. It was too Pixar for me. I was like, oh, this is too happy. I hate this so much. It was so pretty, though. (laughs) When I was explaining it, I was like, I want to die. This is too nice. I want it to burn. Um, well, but at least you there's... know you have range with, like, the ant thing, like, through that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, like, killing ants and then flowers and mugs loving each other. Um, it's a whole social commentary about circles and squares. Um, <laughs> but he, um, this, the one on the animation, there's this one girl in my class, and, you know, she was really good at, like, photography and, like, spoken word and, like, very inspirationally, like very self-love, very feely kind of... She was very into New Age things. Um, but she, when it came to animating, uh, not the best! I'm not gonna lie. Um, I spent hours trying to help her zoom in. It was so hard. But her video, in the end, like you could clearly hear the music that was crappily recorded on a detuned ukulele that there was a skip in the soundtrack, and it was clearly a skip. Like, the, the music end stopped and started playing again. And I was like, oh my, it was it was so hard to watch. And at the end of it, one of the guys that was critiquing it, he he said, like, you know, everybody, we every week we'd do a little, like, a class, we'd all watch the progress, we'd critique what we thought of everybody's projects. And this, we all kind of, like, tried to sugarcoat it for her because we didn't want to like crush her because of how like it showed promise at some points but like even her walk cycle there was like just a frame in the middle 
where like the arms would be at the side of the body was missing. So it just kind of looked like their arms were like just breaking constantly because it was never any middle section. And it was just the whole. And there's one one of the three people that wa- like one of the three four panelists or what guys critiquing it. He basically just destroyed her, and it was like we were all we all thought the same thing. And he just said, if this was a YouTube video that I happened to click on, I would have clicked away within seconds. <laughs> and we were like, everybody was just quiet. But when we all left, we were like, that was the funniest thing anyone has ever said. And then one of my friends ended up working with one of the other guys that was critiquing us. And he was just like, yeah, no, everybody thought the same thing. It was just, he didn't, nobody wanted to say anything. <laughs> wow, that's kind of brutal but like who else is gonna it's tell brutal. her <laughs> no one else and she dropped out of the co- the program so and moved to la because why not um uh, <laughs> she, she's she's a character she's a character but yeah no it was like everybody we just kind of left and me and my friend colin we were just like he went there like that was we were all just we were kind of like shocked and then we kind of started laughing because we're like he went there like we were all afraid to go there, and he just kind of went and, like, straight at it, like, this is not good. <laughs> like, it had some, like, ide- some ideas, but whenever she went to go make a video, she'd always kind of pepper in her voice, which she not a bad voice, but she tried to sing. She's not a good singer. So her first video, she, she had some of her voice, and she'd ask us, like, oh, what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, we're like, eh, toned it down a little bit. But she... Did she had recorded? We didn't know that she had recorded voice for her new her animation, and like we'd heard the ukulele that was yeah great I guess. Um, but she recorded herself singing, and we're all sitting there. We're all in dress dressy clothing, you know, all sitting on chairs. The the things are getting projected on the big screen. You got the people critiquing us, watching it. Or all our teachers are there, and her things are playing. The ukulele's going, and everyone's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And then 20 decibels higher than everything else, her voice comes in auto-tuned. Oh. Not even saying words, kind of going, ah. And we were all just kind of like, I, and she's sitting next to me, and I was dying. Like I was like, I, I laugh at everything. It doesn't matter what it is. I laugh at everything. It's a terrible trait to have. I laugh at everything. And I was like, I almost bit a hole in my cheek. I was like, this is so... And then it repeated it, and it was like, oh, no, because you had to... They, they played everything twice. Oh so we had to watch it again. And then shortly after, her phone started ringing, which was because she had her laptop out. She looked the most professional out of all of us. But then her phone started ringing, and I was, everyone was like, oh, my, how is this possible? Like, we were reminded so many times to not have our phones on us, let alone on. And I was like, ah. I don't know, like, if any fun school stories like that happen in good old UA or UT or whatever, but, like, oh, I, it's I wonder if our film classes are like that, like, the ones where, like, people actually have to, like, because I know that that's a thing that happens, you have to show, like, your student films, and, like, that's a yeah. big thing that goes on, but, like, I haven't actually been in one of those, because, like, we don't get those kind of critiques in, like, our poetry class. I know that, like, mm-hmm. some people have those in, like, their workshops, like, they're a little bit more, like, harsh, 
but like our program is mostly like everyone has their own style because you have to apply to get into the creative writing program okay so they feel yeah. like we're at least all decent writers like none of you are like terrible to begin with <laughs> um, well, i mean it was the same thing with us right you had to send in a portfolio and it didn't really matter what background you were coming from i actually asked one of my teachers like was there like a lot of people because there was only 11 people in my first year dang very small class and then our second second year was nine because a few people dropped out. So, like, I was like, so was there, like, a whole bunch of people? And he's like, yeah, no, there's a lot of people that apply. But, like, you guys seem to have, like, it doesn't matter what background you're coming from, as long as you show some sort of creative ability. And that's why, and that one person, she'd always get, like, offended by teachers sometimes. Like, my, one of our teachers, like, you could consider taking the second year. Because our program's two years, and it's very condensed. Like, full-time schedule three semesters a year you have summer semester you have your two your your fall your winter and you have two years it's very like jam-packed and he suggested to her that she could take it over the course of two years to kind of alleviate because the second year is arguably much harder than the first year but she took that as a great offense and i was like he's just looking out for you he doesn't want to see you fail which she inevitably did um most of the classes but like it was more of a, he wanted to help her out, right? And then every now and then, like, he'd say some comment that she took great offense to. Where it was like, you know, when he, we were making websites, and he was like, I'd like to see more, like, connectivity, because she was a great photographer. So it was like, I'd like to see more, like, of a flow through the style. Like, there's not much style here. I'd like to see more happening. And she was like, oh, it's, what does he mean? And like, I was like, no, but you just, you show so much promise. But, like... Nothing is being applied. <laughs> and I found, like, even with website making, like, even if you're not coding lots of design into it, my my final website was, I was so, I was, I like helping other people build stuff, but I hate doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I was just so bored, and I was doodling ideas, and I was like, at one point, I had done something where I had sketched everything out, and then I used that. I was like, that's kind of neat. So I ended up just making everything on paper, taking pictures of it and then photoshopping it into elements that I put into the website. <laughs> so the whole thing was a piece of crumpled paper. <laughs> but uh, my teacher was like, I like this a lot more than your other one. Much more original. I was like, that saddens me. I really liked my other one. It was all color coordinated and had infinity background that was tileable. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was kind of bummed when I was like, I get it. Cooler, I guess. So do you really like, like, the designing things and like coding things more than like your animation stuff or do you like the animation stuff more or like all kind of neutral i'm kind of neutral on everything i like that's the hard part about it is that you go into all the aspects but like you never go deep into any of them mm -hmm. so i like almost everything i did i mean the music side like i like playing music and listening to music but like a lot of the sound design i wasn't very good at but I, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like, I, I enjoy the problem-solving of coding because it's how my brain works. I, like, I hate making my own thing unless I have a solid idea. But if I look at, like, when I was doing my internship at this one, like, big company, they didn't have high hopes for me when I was, like, when I showed my work and I was like, oh, can I do some programming? He's like, oh, here's this stuff in seven languages I don't know. And he was like, in my final report, he, the guy was like, yeah, I was very surprised on how quickly and how well you kind of came up with solutions to things 
Because, <laughs> like, I just find problem solving, like, very, like, it's very fulfilling when it's like, okay, here's a bug, here's something I want to change. How would you change it? And you have to think of how you would do it. And that bit I really like. The animation stuff, I, if I'm in a block, I hate it. But, like, if I think, if I'm, like, with my whole Windows thing or the whole, like, cafe scene, it originally looked very different. And then my, my, I had a test thing where I just had a few lines that kind of built up the scene. And I had the one guy walking through. And kind of like, I like this. Then I colored in the scene. I hated it because it looked so flat because the whole thing was I had, like, the, with After Effects, you can do, like, a 3D scene, and I really liked the way it, like, tiled out and looked. So then my teacher was like, well, why don't you just try, like, making it all in pencil? Like, that's kind of neat. Make only the characters, like, people, and, like, colored in in Photoshop, and then, like, make all the scenes on paper, which I wish I hadn't done because, holy crap, it's a lot of work to draw in all those buildings. Like, mine, it looks like, oh, it's just a storefront. The storefront is, like, this big on a piece of paper. And, like, you have to color the whole thing in with pencil. And there's a lot of work. Lots of sore hands. But, yeah, like, I don't know, I like everything. It's, it's really hard to choose. I mean, and I feel even like that the majority of the time, too. So, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Except for writing. I hate writing just because I can't write. I like the creative process. I just can't write. So, I don't like writing. <laughs> I found the whole process of making videos harder than animation, or anything really, because they wanted you to do like storyboards and like detailed plans, and that's not really how I work. <laughs> like whenever I make a video, I have it very vivid in my brain, and it's the same thing where I can't get it down on paper. Like I made one video, I don't know if you saw it, was a 3D animation of some kid walking through the woods naked, and then he picks up a leaf, and that's the end. And my teacher was like, well you need a detailed storyboard, I was like, it's a kid walking through the woods, and he picks up a leaf. End of video. And it was like, I had like this whole argument with him, because the character that was decided to, that because he made the model. He was like, hey, you guys can either make your own models, or I can make some. He had made like Mega Man, and like some guy from Team Fortress 2. And we all kind of, we were all like, we all threw in ideas. I wanted Handsome Squidward to be made. Because that would be amazing, a 3D model of Handsome Squidward. Come on. Um, but there was, like, Stewie from Family Guy that was one of the options. And there was this uh, African character from some classic African uh, cartoon that I'd never seen called Kiviku. And I was like, that's whatever. But that one won over Stewie Griffin. No, that one won over Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. Interesting. And so then, but the character is famously naked. Um, there's a lot of nudity in this cartoon. Um, and so the character design itself is naked. So then the te my teacher puts on like this, like, he said, I'll put on, I'll put on like a diaper. But then he puts on like a onesie. So then I have to like repaint the, the model. And like, I had like this whole argument. I was like, I, we had to like say what our ideas were. And people were like, oh, you know, he's walking through. Da, da, da. And like, I was like, I want him to be walking because he's a naked guy. Like, there's a whole, in the Simpsons movie, or one of these Simpsons episodes, there's this whole bit where Bart's naked, and he's skateboarding through town, and his junk is always covered, except for one shocking bit, where it's, like, very uncovered. Um, <laughs> I kind of wanted it to be like that. My teacher was like, I don't know if I really like that, because you, the character, will be naked. I'm like, 
that's but he's naked that's the character design and then there are people in the class who came from africa at some point or from south america and they were like have you seen the movie i was like no they're like this literally happens in the movie it's him walking through the woods and you never see anything but then he picks up a leaf and i was like of course it happens my, I had to. Have, I had like this whole argument with my teacher, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." I'm. He was more mad at the fact that I had. One of the people wanted to kill the baby. One of them had wanted to make him explode, and he was fine with the child exploding. But me suggesting the fact that he could be naked was too much. I was like, "Oh." It was like a two-week-long debate with him, trying to make it so that I could have a na- like a suggest a potentially naked child in my, my animation of himself wasn't naked. He had underwear. Like, I made it so that everything was covered in case something happened. But, like, it's just the suggestion of the fact that that's what's happening. And there's no there's no music playing. There's no nothing. You just hear him crunching his way through the woods. And he's like, huh, and picks up a leaf. And then that's the end. And it even zooms out as if, like, nothing else has happened. It's just this kid walking through the woods, and he picks up a leaf. I made it very clear that that's all that's happening. And it it was pretty well received. I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty funny. And it's only, like, a minute long, and I was like, I don't care. It's, it's good in my books. <laughs> but I totally understand that whole, like, storyboarding thing that you were saying earlier. How, like... Yeah. They were making you do it? Because I think I have to do that for one of my media projects. I have to make, like, a one-minute-long animation, and I have to, like, storyboard it before and be, like, yeah. these kinds of shots, and, like, what what's the lighting source, and, like, where are we moving through? And I'm like, I just want to make the thing. So it might yeah. be one of those things that I, like, go and make afterwards and see what I actually did with it. Because I've done yeah. that before in classes where they're like, what is your writing process? And I'm like, I just wrote it. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I had I had this a similar thing in like career development in like grade nine. They, the the teacher hated me, but there was one of the assignments was like how do you get up in the morning? And I'm a very literal person, super literal. Like I like un like I wrote down and it was on ten, but it's how do you get up in the morning? I had zero on ten. How is it that my my routine of how I wake, how I get... But she wanted, like, oh, how do you make... What makes you motivated to live in the morning or something? What? Why don't you kill yourself every day, like, kind of thing? And I was like, I was like you know, I get up, I brush my teeth, I eat my breakfast, I put my... I, well, I put my clothes on already. Um, and I, you know, I come to school. And that was it. And it was, like, two lines of text. And I got, like, nothing on it. And my teacher was mad. Like, I almost failed career development. Like, oh, she did not like me. Like, there was this one assignment where she kind of alluded that we should do it, but she never said we had to do it, and only two people in the class did it, yet she was mad at me <laughs> that I didn't do it. I was like, nobody else but those two girls have done it. Why am I getting punished? Because she knows that you were the one who was like, well, it's not literally on, like, the thing. But, like, it has to be done. I was the, I was the kid that was like, if they're not there within 15 minutes, we can leave. <laughs> Which... Is definitely a thing, I think. <laughs> it's not a written law, but everyone knows it is. Yeah. It's like, especially in like college classes, college classes, if the professor's not there like five minutes after start time, you're you out. It's like, why are we oh, here? Five? Oh, no, we go 15 up here. No, we don't, we don't really care. Especially like my, um, 
my geology class one time. It was like one morning. I think our professor didn't end up coming in until like 25 minutes in. He was very late in traffic that morning. It's only a 40 minute class. So it was like halfway through. Yeah. And so like the people who had stayed were just people who were like there eating breakfast and like on their computers, which I was one of those people. I was just in the back, yeah. like on Twitter, just like do to do. One guy was watching anime like two rows in front of me. Like it's just, we we're killing time before our next class. I don't know, we, we only had the one classroom, so, like, we have, basically, because there's only 11 or 9 people in my, that were in my program, we had our great, there was the year 1 classroom and the year 2 classroom, and it's just, like, a computer lab. The year 1 classroom is, has no windows, and it's just a bunch of islands with computers on it, and, like, you know, we had, like, the groups of people, I was next to my best friend, and then there's those friends over there, and the grand, and it was just, like, this, but the second year 2 one had windows, and it was so beautiful, to see outside. Because, <laughs> like, we were there from, like, uh, till, like, four in the morning at some point just trying to finish projects. And because we had 24-7 access to our classrooms. So just being there inside a brick room where, like, every now and then I'm like, oh, I haven't done anything. Wake up at two in the morning. Go to class to work on something. And then, like, you have no really perspective of time because you're inside a concrete room. And at some point, you're like, oh, look, it's seven. The sun is out. Wow. Like, where I'm working right now, like, it's so... Because I had my internship at this one place, and I was next to a wall of mirrors, which is terrible, because I'm slightly narcissistic, and I feel the, needs, the need to look at myself in mirrors. So when you're walking up to your desk across the long room with the wall mirror, and all you see is you walking, it's like, this is too distracting. So you sit down. Beside you, there's, like, no walls. You see the people, and then there's just a mirror. So, like, you have to think, if they look over, they see two of you. It's just harsh. But the place I'm working at now, it's like I'm on like I'm in like an office building, which is like very off-putting to me because I only ever worked in like provincial parks, cutting grass in a forest. So now I'm like at a cubicle, looking out across downtown like Winnipeg, and I'm like, this is this is weird. I'm, like sitting here, but I have like a really nice view. Like it's. If you ever look up Winnipeg, you'll get two, like, landmark buildings. We have, like, the National... No, it's the uh, Human Rights Muse uh, Museum for Human Rights, which is, like, for only one in Canada. I think only one in the world, potentially. Mm, don't quote me. Um, but it's, like, architecture. It kind of looks like the uh, Sydney... Not Sydney Opera House, but, like, the Disney... Uh, the Disney... Uh, it's very, like, architecturally different, we'll say. It's got, like, stone bricks, but, then, like, it's, like, a big tube that goes up and there's lots of mirrors very cool um but then we also have like this bridge they used to have like this one restaurant on it it's like this weird looking thing so it's like the one section of like art of my city that's like really architecturally different and my window's facing right at it and that's kind of cool <laughs> all like the landmarks of architecture in the in the city right there all next to each other our skyline is really actually no we don't have a skyline um but <laughs> You know you don't live in a big place when you can't act. If you're on the edge of the town of of the city, there is no skyline. <laughs> There's a few buildings here and there. Like the, my neighborhood is like kind of uh, at least in San Antonio, it's like kind of on the edge of like one part of town. It's like on the north side of town, and like even if like you go to like the field, like past like where the neighborhood is, you can see like down into like the hill of like where like the main part of the city is, and like the oh, city lights cool. just go so on got, like, for like valley. eternity. Yeah, and it's, like, that's neat. And then in Austin, you just see 
the giant UT tower, which you can't escape from ever, and then there's the Capitol, and then those are the main things that are there. The Frost Building, that's the other thing. There's like three giant things, and then everything else is just bright and large, and that's all I really know about the Austin skyline. Yeah, no, like, I don't know. Um, I guess that's, I like, landscape in the States is one thing I'm very intrigued in, because I live in Manitoba, it's kind of we're next to Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is the flattest place. It's it's very flat. There's nothing in Saskatchewan. It has Regina, which is their cap, which is the capital there. But the joke about Regina is it's the city that rhymes with fun. Um, my mom told me that. So right, <laughs> Regina rhymes with fun. And then my little brother's like, "What do you mean? It doesn't rhyme with fun." And you're like, "Yeah, one day." Um, <laughs> But it's so super flat, and then Manitoba is also kind of flat. We have, quote-unquote, mountains, which are like foothills. Um, we have lots of lakes, but then you think of, like, we have a desert technically. It's like this the southern part of Manitoba. There's, like, this section that's kind of, I don't remember the name of it, but I've been there before. There's, cac- there's cacti, or now cactuses, or whatever it is now, because o- octopi is not a word kind of sad um it's gonna give me a life crisis just thinking about those words oh <laughs> cacti is octopuses though it's octopuses um but we have it's very hilly like stupidly hilly and there's cacti there's like the biomes of like the area there's like plains, there's like birch forests, there's, it's like the most randomly like placed, oh here's a swamp, here's a this, here's a that, and it's always like 10 square feet of each other, and it's like the weirdest, and it's called the desert, although it's the least desert-like place I've ever seen. <laughs> but it is a desert, and it, we, ironically, that's where Austin, Manitoba is. We have lots of funny names for towns. We have Miami, um, we have Starbucks. Which no Starbucks and no Starbucks and Starbucks. It's kind of sad, but we got Starbucks. You got Miami. You got there's London, Ontario. We have which Paris, is, Texas, and other. Fancy well, I mean, Quebec is New China, so <laughs> I think that's what it was. What how they discovered Canada? We're looking for China, and then they found us. Um, or this place. And then, you know, all the slavery and atrocities and stuff and all the terrible bits. We like to not think about that period of time. John Smith can do Pocahontas the way John... Nope, not that way. I just mean, you know, Pocahontas can be that era. Um, we're still dealing with those repercussions. I don't know. That's the thing. I never. You never think about, like, up here, at least we don't think about it in the States, that they also did the same thing. Oh, yeah. But they also had slavery much more than we did, I believe. You guys also stopped it much sooner. Yes. <laughs> like, people, slaves from America escaped to Canada. <laughs> yes. Yes. We had the, we had the railroad, the railroad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Underground one. Yeah, no. I don't know. There's um this whole Jim, uh, Jim Jeffries bit about gun control. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Jim Jeffries, a stand-up comedian from Australia. And he's, he mentions how in Australia they had the biggest massacre ever. And I don't know if it's been, he says it's never been beaten. I don't know if it has since then, because lots of things have happened in the past few years when it comes to massacres. Um, but he's like, yeah, and then we, Australia banned guns, and everyone was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's fine. And he's like, oh, it's the States, you know, they got Sandy Hook or whatever, where lots of kids died. And you guys kind of went, eh, maybe we'll get rid of the big guns. Um, 
And then he brings up all these points about how, like, he understands the whole uh, Second Amendment. Um, but the fact of the fact the fact of the matter is, the Second Amendment was written when you had muskets, and it was to go against the tyranny. Like, if the government became bad, then the people could get their muskets. And he brings up the fact that they have drones, and you can't beat drones. Yep, <laughs> that <laughs> is guns. Good drone fight. You will lose. <laughs> against the drones. And he says, you guys, and then he's like, oh, you can't change amendments. Some guy argues with him, and he's like, well, no, it's called an amendment. No, it's like, uh, uh, you can't change the Bill of Rights is the thing that, like, some people argue. And then it's like, but the amendments totally are made to amend the Bill of Rights, which is... Yeah. It, it's but then not he fun brings arguing up the... with people about laws in America. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's very polarizing. But then he brings up the fact that you guys had used to have in the amendment, you guys in the Constitution, you guys got rid of slavery, which in the same time they had the same arguments about guns that they have now. It's like why do I, like slavery is bad? Well, why don't why I didn't mistreat my I didn't misuse my slaves. I use my slaves to protect my family. Um, <laughs> I'm a responsible slave owner. I keep my slaves locked in a safe. And <laughs> he goes, it's a really funny stand-up, but you should look it up. It's it's like, it's really funny. And you know, like, I know sometimes stand-up can be like very like edgy, but like you have to understand stand-up's a, it's a joke. Oh yeah. And like there are people that get too hurt about things. And I get annoyed by people that get hurt by everything. Stand-up is, like, intentionally, like, a thing where you're, like, listening to it, and then you're gonna have a moment where you're like, oh, shit, like, they said that. Yeah. Like, the, uh, the new Dave Chappelle had, like, a stand-up special that came out, like, last year, I think. And he had, throughout the whole special, or one of his specials, he, um, he was like, so, the third line of this show is, I'm gonna bring up the three times that I met O.J. Simpson. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like every time he brings up an OJ joke, and it's like okay, <laughs> and like just the thing is, he seems like a cool guy. Like you know, he's nice to me. He was, I didn't think he killed those women. <laughs> and like every time you just hear stuff, and it's like okay then. <laughs> but I've I've never been like offended by stuff like that. My family has a very dark sense of humor, so I feel like naturally. Um... I'm not that offended by some really bad jokes. Like, I just, like, yeah. I just think about them a bit because, um, what is it? My family usually goes to, like, Rockport, which is, like, a kind of, like, fishing town in Texas, and it has, like, this little, like, bay, and we usually go there for, like, Easter, and, like, on Easter, we usually always watch a stand-up special. Yeah. And so, like, we'll watch, like, something really, really bad on what's supposed to be, like, the Lord's Holiday, which is hilarious. So we're sitting there, like, all around, like, eating dinner, and we're just listening to, like, something terrible, which is probably, like, Dave Chappelle or probably, like, um, Chris Rock or something, like... And it's just, Eddie Murphy! Holy dude, crap, Eddie, Eddie Murphy! Murphy's were bad. <laughs> I remember starting to watch an Eddie Murphy thing, I was like, I can't play this out loud. I just can't. I can't play that out loud in the house. <laughs> yeah, but again, those are things that my family watches as a collective with, like, my grandparents and, like, yeah. me and my cousins and my Theo and my mom and just, that's our family experience. So I feel like naturally my humor is, like, I don't, I may go to dark places in my own humor sometimes. <laughs> One of my favorite stand-up comedians, actually, is uh, uh, Dylan Morin. He definitely, you probably definitely don't know who he is. Have you ever seen Shaun of the Dead? No. Have you heard of Shaun of the Dead? Yes. Okay, well, he's in that. 
Um, do you have, there's this Irish TV show, Black Books. It came out, like, a long time ago. But he's, like, the main character in that. Basically, very Irish. Super Irish. And his whole comedy sketch, he's, like, he just acts drunk the whole time. And it's so good. Like, he's just so funny. Like, he has this whole bit on uh, potential. And he's, like, there's, he's talking about how there's all these books and how, you know, it's always about trying to unlock your potential, your inner potential, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, why would you want to do that? That's your potential. Don't look at that. You all you he's like you open it up. You you think your potential is like oh marble floors with portrayed with drapes and like all oh, the piano actually looks. You open the door and all that'll be there is a an old gray cat on a uh, like a, a box spring bed mewling and smoking also while an emphysemic landlady walks by going. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, it's about right. You don't look at your potential. It's just, it's potential. You don't look at it. And ah, uh, his that you should. That's another comic you should look up. He's and it's like it's older stuff. So it's like really, it's like oh, it's, it's so good. That sounds like one of those things where it's like, um, what is it like when you have like goals for yourself? Like even if you like fall short of them, you'll always think like maybe I could have done that. But if, like, you could really know that you were always going to fail, like, that's really... Oh, yeah, impressive. if you know that that's as far as you'll ever get in life. Because it's like, I never want to peak. I never want to have, like, the high moments of my life. Because if you know that's the high, then this... Yeah. Like, I, if I like somebody was, like, hey, you met that guy... <laughs> somebody was like, hey, you met that guy from Epic Movie. That's the high point in your life. I'm going to have a sad existence. Because, like, I was, like... I was in grade 11, I was super psyched about it, but, like, I was 18, I was 17. I'm, I have a long life, hopefully, ahead of me. <laughs> I would like to have hires than just, I met Kevin McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, these are the reasons why we're not allowed to unlock our fate and know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, when people were always like, oh, what superpower would you like to have? Like, what superpower would you go for? Um... Ooh, is this too much? <laughs> I'm like, would I like to read people's minds or would I like to teleport? I feel like reading people's that, minds... Those are two that were high on my list. Those are two that were high on my list. I'm like, hmm. But, it's always like, I would like to just be able to like go everywhere because I also just want to see a lot of the world. I don't yeah. like driving. Uh, oh, I love driving. important oh, driving things to me. But then reading people's minds because A, I like to know how other people work and B, I'm just nosy. I want to know. But then See, I might but I would, everything by knowing. <laughs> my whole thing with that, like, I would either go with, like, super... Because teleporting is fun and, like, it's no... It's too dicey. So I was, like, either, like, super speed or, like, mind manipulation. Mind reading would be too much for me. Like, that would be, like, I, I know what people are judging hand. Then you could circumvent people from thinking things about you. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's tall. I could erase everyone's inhibition, like, thought process of, like, he's a tall guy. I could get rid of everyone. Nobody would ever say I'm tall ever again. That's, like, a... more power. That's, like, too much power than even mind reading. Yeah, freaks me out. <laughs> I know. I just want to, like, wipe everyone of the ability to be, like, you're tall. Because it's, like, no, like, I, I, I used to say, like, the day I start to get shorter, let me know. I will hug you. I will give you a hug. Like, let me know when I'm getting shorter, and I will be like, I'll be like, oh dang, I am. That's that's new. 
Because whenever someone says, wow, you're so tall, like, what is my response supposed to be? Oh, wow, I didn't know. Wow, I thought everyone was really short. Like, what are people like? What's the point of pointing out something that's so obvious? It's like saying, hey, look, the sky's blue. It's like, cool, nice. That's added nothing to anything ever. Although I don't think the sky's blue is the reflection off of something or it's the gas in the air. I don't know. There's some reason. It's not actually blue, but I think. But like, it's just the obvious is like, why would you need to tell me this? So I don't watch movies with my brothers. He just watch. He just all he does is point out the obvious. Yet he misses all the details. Like, we started watching Ghostbusters yesterday against my will, and he just within five seconds of the movie, he already had asked four questions. And That's my me grandma and my dad, watching movies. She's like, oh, what's he doing? What's he thinking? What's gonna happen? Like, we're like, we're watching this for the first time. We're in the movie theater, Nana. Stop uh, asking me. <laughs> and it's just like, could you like, pay attention? You'll, it'll tell you it's a visual art form. It's what they do. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been made. See, uh, the opposite of this is for people like my, my Thea, because, um, I remember being little and we watched like The Lake House, which have you ever seen The Lake House? It's like a cheesy like rom-com with like Keanu Reeves and like Sandra Bullock and like they have like this magic mailbox in there like she moves into this house after he had lived in this house and like she ends up like saving his life like later or like he was supposed to die at like one point and he didn't and like they have like letters in this mailbox from like when she lives there that are from him when he lived there it's very complicated but like you understand watching it that like yeah. this mailbox like transcends time they meet each other at one point before she ends up like holding him in her arms like she doesn't like know that she met him until it like happens later so like she doesn't know that like that happens but my aunt was so confused after that movie she was like i don't understand like what's going on and we're like it's the mailbox it's the house there's like magic in the mailbox like the letter just appears in there and that's what happens but like to this day she doesn't understand that movie and i was in like third grade when i had to explain it to her and be like this is it, it's not that deep like come on no yeah no, that's yeah. No, my brother and like the thing is like he gets lazy. Like we were watching the new Star Trek show with my dad because my dad loves Star Trek, and I I guess I do too. Um, and the Klingons are speaking Klingon and there's subtitles. And my little brother was like, "Oh, what was all that about?" I was like, didn't you read the subtitles? And he was like, "No." I'm like, "Why? Why would you read them? I didn't feel like reading." Then why did you ask me what it was about? He's like, "Well, I didn't know. I didn't read the subtitles." It's like. I'm like, if you're not going to read the subtitles and you're going to ask me every time, learn Klingon at this point. <laughs> yes, at least learn the dang language. You can learn God. that language. They have dictionaries for them and classes. Yes. It's like, I, I took grade 9 Spanish. I say I'm partially trilingual. I can kind of understand Spanish if they speak slowly. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Ever. They never go anywhere. They're just super great and terrible at the same time. I, I don't know why when you said wheel it triggered, like... Have you ever seen that movie that's about a tire? Oh yeah, come on, uh, Rubber. That's my yes. favorite movie. Oh my god, <laughs> Rubber's the best movie. That movie's so strange. Just like it's watching like, it, it's, it's like fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating because of how many like artistic choices they made. Like, the, if the tire, if they'd gotten rid of the whole subplot of like the people on the mountain with binoculars, I think the movie would have been better. But they added that to it. And then there's the whole, like, oh, we poisoned your turkey thing, and only the people that didn't eat are now alive. And it's like, what is going on? 
They're watching a tire blow people's heads up. It's like, this is such a twisted movie. It's so weird. It's so weird. I feel like I need to watch it, because it's been a long time, and it's so yeah. strange. It's a gem of a movie, it truly is. That's, I haven't like, another movie that I feel like I was as, like, just what about in a while. Yeah. Although, I'm trying to remember who recommended, um... There's a movie, I was asking for a bunch of, like, road trip movies, and someone recommended yeah. the movie Wrist Cutters to me, which is, like, really interesting. It's about a bunch of people who, like, um, it's basically, like, the afterlife for all the people who commit suicide, like, where they end up going. And so it's, like, but they're all basically in, like, this yeah. kind of, like, purgatory, like, normal, like, it's kind of like Earth, but, like, suckier place. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so like... fascinating. Like, the movie is just, like, all these people who are, like, still kind of depressed, and it's just, like... <laughs> but there's Everything's a bit worse here, now, but this, you can't die. <laughs> yeah, and this one song on the videotape by this guy who, when he was alive, he had been in, like, a band, and he had it in his pocket, like, when he died, so he could, <sighs> like, play it. And so they're in the car, and this one song keeps replaying, and, like, oh. eventually they get really into the song because it's like the only it's basically like the proclaimers in how i met your mother yeah and so like that song gets like stuck in their heads but then as you're watching the movie you also get like really hooked into it and it's just like the whole movie is very strange but also really good and it was like i haven't seen a movie like that since that movie it's just some movies are like very unique and like their feeling of it where you're like that was interesting (laughs) yeah there's like and there's like cheap horror there's like movies that you find on youtube but, like, they're actual movies. Like, you'll find, like, a bunch of, like, the Sharknado kind of movies on YouTube. But, like, there was this one called Tasmanian Devils, which I found really good, but, like, bad. They jump off cliffs and stuff, and they have parachutes. But then the one guy doesn't, the new rookie guy doesn't pull a chute fast enough, and he falls into a cave, and he gets a thing through his back, and he starts bleeding, and it fills all the sacrificial pools. And then the Tasmanian Devils come alive. And then it's like this whole movie is them running away from these crappily rendered Tasmanian devils. And like, you know where the story's going. All the new guys meeting the new girl and they like each other. And like, you know, everybody else is going to die. And those two are going to fall in love. And it's very like cliche, but it's like, this is, I like this movie. But yeah, and I just actually on the canoe trip again, we for some reason started bringing up like weird, like movies that kind of like it's like this weird branch of movies that you'll watch and there's this movie called sex drive Mm -hmm. it's about this kid it's like it's a road trip movie where it's this kid who's like texting who's messaging this girl online like oh meet up we'll hook up whatever it's a scam in the end but he gets he steals his brother's like car gets this girl to come with him for some reason and they go through, like, they end up being an Amish at some point, and they're going down, and he ends up falling in love with her, but then it's, like, this whole scam, and they try to steal his car. And it's, like, it's it's a weird movie because, like, the title is very suggestive. Um, <laughs> but then, like, you get linked to, like, other ones that are, like, in the same, in the same world. There's, like, uh, there's one movie, American Virgin, which is Jenna Dwan Tatum, Channing Tatum's wife, as like this like purity ring wearing person as she goes to university and like it's another one of those like weird like college movies and you're like and then you get sucked into like the american pie presents uh beta house or one of like the really bad ones like you go down like this rabbit hole of weird like cheap movies and you're like dang how do you like you got to get out of there some point but like they're just weird movies that a lot of them have the same actors 
and they're just like cheaply made and they all have like the same purpose in them like there's one what was it called like celebrity sex tape where like it's they're like where these guys just like they end up like filming somebody doing it with somebody else they post it online they make a lot of money they're like we'll do this more often because the, the actress or whatever had gotten like a boost of popularity so it was like basically like the whole like um um the kardashian mm, yeah kim kardashian thing right and so they're like oh so then this whole thing is them making an enterprise of making like fake sex tapes with people and it's like these movies are bad they're like just they're not good movies but like when you're young they're just like yeah they're movies <laughs> yeah and after you fall into that rabbit hole, you're like, I can't look away at this point. Like how some people really love the Sharknado movies just because they're so oh, bad. <laughs> I remember watching the first one. I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then like, I think I have Sharknado 5 somewhere and I could probably. They were, the sixth one is going to be the last one. They announced it. Sharknado 6 is the end of it. But I think the thing that introduced me to that genre of movies was Conan O'Brien. He plugged, what was it? It was, um... Something versus Sharktopus. It was Pterocuda versus Sharktopus, which is a pterodactyl and a barracuda, oh dear. and a shark and an octopus. And he 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 plugged it because he had a cameo in it, where he literally gets an octopus tentacle shoved up his butt. It blows his head off, and then his head is flown into a volleyball beach volleyball court, and it replaces the volleyball. So you have a bunch of, like, volleyball players using Conan O'Brien's head as a volleyball. And he showed that scene inside on a show, and I'm like, I need to see this movie now. This needs to be a thing in my life. And then it brought me down to, like, the whole, like, Mecha Shark versus Mega Shark and, like, all these, like, weird, like, movies. And, like, you... Then one of the good ones, there's, like, Lake Placid, which, terrible name, god-awful name, but it's about, like, this very... Placid means still or, like, calm or whatever. It's a bad word. I don't like it. Um, very close to something very different. Um, but it's about, like, this giant crocodile in, like, a... And just in a lake. And it's got the guy that plays Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter. Um, you probably haven't seen Harry Potter. I've seen um, Harry Okay, you know Mad-Eye, right? With the, the, the Mad-Eye. And you got that guy as like a sheriff. I think Betty White's in the movie. As like an old lady who feeds the crocodile. And it's like, I love survival movies. I found that I love terrible survival movies where like, you just like, it's not a very high budget. The effects might not be great, but like, you're just watching somebody survive. <laughs> there was a, there was a point in high school where it's like me and a bunch of my friends would like go to my friend Brenda's house. And like, we'd always watch horror movies, but like just yeah. ones that were like a uh, rentable red box so it was like a bunch of like no name random stuff that like our f- friend logan would literally just like get like five of them and like bring them so they were usually like terrible and one yeah. time there was uh what is it it was some no name random horror film that like no one had ever heard of and it was like the most brutal thing we've ever seen they were like ripping off people's fingers and like they were like like just like crunching things and like teeth were being pulled and it was like it was brutal. it was actually like visually and as far as like things it seemed like these people were literally like captured for this movie and were actually being tortured (laughs) like it did not seem like these people didn't seem like they were acting it seemed like they were actually being like tortured which was very good as far as the acting standpoint went we really enjoyed it and then there's another one where it started and it was literally like 
uh, we realized that it was not, in fact, a horror movie. It was a horror. It was something that played off as a horror movie, and it was very much porn. So that was interesting. <laughs> Our friend Logan, like, in the moment there was like boobs. He was holding like a bag of lays in front of his face, and he's like, "Is it over? Are we done?" And we're like, "No, this is still going." And then we're like, "Oh, this isn't a horror movie." <laughs> oh, it was like actual porn. Yeah, or it was like very much disguised as. Oh, okay. Like, it, it began into. It, we're like 15 minutes in and we we're like, is the horror movie part starting or is this just... Like, and then at one point the pizza delivery man comes up and rings we're on like, the doorbell. We should switch the movies now. <laughs> we're just there and we're mm. like, oh god. <laughs> well, like, yeah, no. And like, with sh there was one, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like Lamprey. It was about lampreys. Like mm. the eels thing with like the teeth. Um, and it starred the uh, Doc Brown from... Back to the Future. He was in this movie. As like the mayor of the town, and like this, the, the the lake was filled with lampreys, and like it, they were eating people. And it was like, it's this whole movie. The whole thread of the movie is eels, and it's like, I was like, this is so bad, but so good. And you have to think, how did they get this actor to be in this? It's like Tara Reid in Sharknado. You're like, how was she in this? This movie's so bad. How did they get Tara Reid? I mean, sure, her career hasn't been the best, yeah. but how was she in this? Money. If you're that yeah. broke, you, you do anything at that point. And I'm yeah. trying to remember from my childhood, there's just, like, my grandma always wanted to watch scary movies, but she didn't want to watch them alone, so me and my, like, other child cousins, like, were there watching them with her. And one of them was, like, about this town where I can't remember what happened and, like, how they got to this point, but there were a bunch of spider eggs... And maybe they had been messing with the spider's genetics or something, and they ended up like a giant eight, eight spider. Eight-legged freaks. Eight-legged freaks. Is that really like the name of it? Well, no, that's one with Scarlett Johansson in it. I don't. I watched this when I was literally like six or something. Like it was just like, uh, there were giant spiders and just spiders taking over this town. That's what I remember. That's basically what the movie was. It was like radio. There was basically this guy had eight-legged freaks. The kid loves it, whatever. One day he goes over, a guy's not there, he's like, oh, that's weird. But, like, there was, like, toxic waste being poured into, like, a nearby pool that was, like, seeping down into the building with all the spiders in it, and it started making, like, mutant spiders. Um, right. <laughs> and 2002, how old would you have been in 2002? I would have been six, that sounds about right. So, yeah. Wow. And Scarlett Johansson has, like, this one scene where she just gets coated in, like, um, spider spray, um, yeah, we'll say. that sounds right. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, that's I have a, a distinct that's a, And then they end up movie. in a mall, right? They end up in a mall at the end? It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. It's not... But, yeah. My grandma didn't want to watch any scary movies alone, so she was like, <laughs> hey, I, I want to watch this movie. Like, come and watch it with me. And so I was just like... What are what is happening? Our babies. Yeah. It was quite a time. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing that I watched with her. We watched Black Christmas when I was also like really little. I've heard of that one. It has I'm like all I remember is Michelle Trachtenberg. She was like the only one I remember in there. She was in like Buffy. She was in. Oh, Gossip um, Girl. her sister. Buffy's sister? No. Does Buffy have a sister? I'm rewatching Buffy, so like I don't remember who mm. she is in the show yet. Well, 
Her sister comes along. Well, she didn't have a sister, but then her sister was something that some people had created as a key, and then the memories were all erased. Well, they made fake memories because her sister never existed, and then one season, all of a sudden, she had a sister. That's I loved Buffy. <laughs> it was my favorite show. And, like My brother started watching it, and then I was like, oh, that's so cool. So then I started watching Buffy. Like, Angel? I preferred Angel <laughs> to Buffy just because Spike showed up over there, and I love Spike. I also haven't watched Angel yet. I'm looking forward oh, to it once no. I get to. I'm trying to remember which season of Buffy that whenever Angel, Angel goes in. Um, but like, yeah. I used to watch Buffy with my grandma when I was little. I would come home from preschool and we'd watch Buffy, which was like. So I have a huge crush on the guy who plays Angel, and like oh, I did when Daniel. I was like three, which like Daniel, no, D Daniel, whoa, he. It's like I don't Daniel know. or David or something. And then his last name is like B O H something. Yeah. Boy See, no, Dennis. for me it was like it was Michelle Geller. You have Michelle, Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller. Who boy, and then she was Daphne and Scooby Doo, only further cementing that. Do you watch Supernatural? Yes. I okay, did you see the Scooby three seasons? But yes. <laughs> okay, they had a Scooby Doo episode. Yes, I heard about that. And like, I was watching some like behind the scenes stuff, and I was like, yeah. So this episode, no, it was like a talk show appearance with like Jensen Ackles or whatever, and he was just like, yeah, no, they like they animated like Daphne, uh, Daphne in like ways that they've never shown Daphne before. <laughs> you're watching the show, and then you just see his anime guy go like, huh, and it's just like, like yeah, no, that's about right. I don't know. I feel like I've heard from people that Supernatural is mainly for girls. It's kind of like Vampire Diaries in the same Twilighty kind of vibe, but where it's just too macho dudes. I don't know. It's I like the dudes, show, but there isn't really girls. Like every now and then, no, it's like they girls, run around but... with some girls, but it's like there isn't really like a stable girl in there. It's like yeah. very attractive, but like. But I think it's just they're like eye candy or something. I feel I don't like know. they're. I like their characters more. Like, they're yeah. attractive to look at, but it's like, when you get invested into their characters, like, once you hit season 10, man, like, you're locked in for life. So, like, I haven't caught up with the past couple seasons, but, like, I have to now. I have to oh, it's good. The end. It, it's good. Uh, I think they, at least they're having one more season. At least. They, they're, they're going until they tell them that they want to stop. Like, that's literally Yeah, because the they CW keep on said. going. Like, holy crap, they... They keep on things that you thought die come back. No one's ever dead. Like it's holy gonna be crap! This year. Season fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, 14. season fourteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wow. They like when I like, finished the, the longest sci-fi show like seasons back, I think after ten, because I think the last one that held the record was uh, X Files. Yeah, no, I never watched X Files. I just I like started watching it, so I'm on like season two, maybe. <laughs> Did you ever see Fringe? Fringe. No, but I heard that that was really good. That was a great show. It was canceled like, early, though, right? So it's yeah, only like series. It only had like three or four seasons. Yeah. But it was a great show. Holy crap, that show was like dope. Like I remember, there was this one show that was based off a Stephen King novel or a short story the called Dome? Haven. <laughs> not the not under the dome. Oh, I know my, my grandparents. All I remember. My parents were hella into Under the Dome. And, like, it hurt. Because, like, I lived at my cottage for, the like, the past few summers. And they'd be out on, like, weekdays or like, Oh, the do Under the Dome is... The dome is so I had to go watch Under the Dome with them. I'm like, this is the worst. 
And then when they left the dome, it was like, oh, what do we do now? We're out of the dome. <laughs> but, like, this this show Haven was based on, like, these people that, like, I don't know if you ever saw, saw Haven. It was, like, I think it was a sci-fi show. It's, like, this cop goes to this Haven, Maine, and, like, it's a small town, and it's these people that have powers that came from, like, the future, but they're aliens, and it's, like, oh, it's such a weird show. I think I have it all downloaded somewhere, but, like, I want to rewatch it someday, because I remember it. Like, if I think of what the progression of that show is, it's insanity. At one point, they're, like, all huddled in a school because there's things in the streets that will kill them. But they're just black balls of goo. It's like, it's such a weird show that I can't even, like, quantify what the hell goes on in it. Some shows uh, are like that. Like, if you try and explain, like, anything to, like, someone who hasn't watched past, like, the pilot episode, it may be too far. Like, you know, oh, yeah. th- there's just too much lore at that point to, like... Well, I feel like uh, uh, Game of Thrones is kind of like that. Where, like, if you were to explain... If I were to explain to you the last episode of Game of Thrones, like, in Season 7... I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones. I've watched the finale of every season. So have you seen the season seven finale? Yes, I think so. I think I watched it with, at my cousin's house. It's just like the a one thing where the, it's like I always end up at The one with the wall that does the thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, if, I, if that was the only knowledge you have of the show, you'd be like, that's really cool. How long into it is it? Seven years. No, I don't feel like watching that. <laughs> Just to get to that bit there, not really worth it, I don't think. There's so much that, like, it, I can't believe that it took that long, but also, yeah. like, I guess. It's such a good build-up. Yeah. Every, I can't wait I've, for I've seen all of season one, and then after that, I've only seen the finales and, like, episodes here and there. Yeah. Like, there's one bit, there's only one actor that I think was changed during the show. And, like, it bothered me at first, but I hated the guy who was acting, like, the the original actor for it. And it was, like, some, like, some, like, when the 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 dragon queen, or the Daenerys was in, like, the desert. She finds these three thieves brothers or something, and they, two of them die, and the third one is like, oh, we like each other. But then, then the, that's the end of the season, and the next season, completely different dude. And it took me, like, a second to be like, oh, that's the... It's really same unsettling thing. Never... when it comes back to the season and they change the person. It's just like... Wow. Yeah. It's like that with, like, Arrow or whatever, like, on the CW. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first season, they set up, like, oh, this is her sister who died on the boat, yes. blah, 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 But then later on, it's not the same actress. Dude. They even, reshoot the, they even reshoot those scenes on the boat so that that actress is in it. And you're like... <laughs> What? That and like uh, in Pretty Little Liars, they changed the brother after I think season one of like the girl who died, Allison. And so like the in like season two, like they're talking about Jason and like they're mentioning Jason. And I'm like, they didn't even like get close to what this guy looked like. Like at least with Sarah, they like made sure that like she was still like a blonde girl. This one was like the brother was like a short haired like dark brunette. Um, what is it? And then after that, he has, like, a dimpled chin, he has, like, a long hair that's, like, beachy, and, like, they play it off, like, he went, like, edgy. Because he's, like, really straight He edge. went to Europe for a year and he's, like, came really back. really straight edge in the first one, like, really intense, and then in the second season, they talk about how in high school he was, like, this stoner dude, and, like, all this stuff, and I'm like, his whole backstory changed, like, when they brought him back. Yeah. Like, I'm so confused. Um, but Pretty Little Liars is, like, 
the most inconsistent show I have ever watched. I remember watching, I my mom was really into that show at one point, and I was just, I was bored or something, and I, I just watched, we, my brothers and dad were away for, like, the weekend, it was just me and my mom, and we just watched, like, four seasons of that show, or, like, two or three seasons of it, straight. Like, I biked to Little Caesars to get pizza, and I came back in a thunderstorm. And it was like, we need to keep watching this damn show just to watch that show. And I still, I can't, I don't know. And the thing with Supernatural, though, is that I like, okay, so you got Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki was in um, Gilmore Girls. I only know that because my mom watched Gilmore Girls. Jensen Ackles was in Smallville. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Smallville. Smallville is a terrible show, but it's an amazing show at the same time. It is so bad. I remember watching it faintly from when I was much younger, and it was... Yeah, me too. (laughs) It was on late at night. Like, it was late at night in Canada. I only remember seeing a few episodes when I was a kid, but I remember them very well, and when I saw them again, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But, like, there were episodes of that show that are so niche and so specific, like that this uh, season finale is season one or two. They're like, oh my gosh, did you hear? A light um, Lifehouse is playing at prom or whatever. Like, they're like these, like there's always like early two thousand bands, and I'm like, oh my god. Or there's one episode where they have like Kings of Leon mm-hmm. playing at a Stride Gum Factory. Oh god. <laughs> As like an underground show. <laughs> You're like, what is going on? There's, and then they have, like, kryptonite-infused stride gum that makes this one guy real stretchy. <laughs> like, this is a thing that happened. And then he goes back to Smallville and dunks on Clark Kent because he's stretchy now. And Clark's like, there's something different about you. And he's like, oh, no. Just, like, stretches over and dunks the basketball. It's like, oh, my gosh. This is a real thing that exists. <sighs> So many old shows are just, like, a time to, like, look back on or, like, rethink about. Oh, yeah. Anything before, like, 2012, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, arguably, like, bad. <laughs> like, if you go back on it, like, the time has passed. Uh, like, because, like, that's so a funny thing with, happen. like, Arrow, right? Arrow came out in, like, 2012. Smallville ended in 2012. That's the weird thing about that oh, show. It has, like, ten seasons. It ended months or a year before Arrow came out. There is a Green Arrow in Smallville. Yes. They had the whole, like, Justice League with, like, the crappiest... Ver- they had um Thad from Blue Mountain State as Aquaman. Like, it's such a <laughs> bad... Sh- like, it's such a terrible show. But it's so good. So good. And, like, their Green Arrow was, like, this, like, guy with, like, a long face and, like, the most butt-chinniest butt-chin. And, like, just, like, the blondest of blondes. the actor who plays him, because, yeah, I remember. And then doesn't he end up with... Who does he end up with in the end? Does he I end don't... up with Laurel? Or, no, there's another girl. I don't even know at that point. I'm trying to like, remember it's... the lore. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's Lana. Just get rid of Lana. Kristen Crook, though? God damn that she changed me that's another one of my childhood things because the one episode of smallville kristen crook was lana lang okay the one episode of smallville i remember as a kid seeing was the one where they go to kiss but she had the kryptonite necklace on so he starts to fade away oh my god and like 
that was like as a kid that was the one episode i saw of smallville and i was like oh my god i love this <laughs> and she's like in a canadian tv show right now it's funny though because a friend of mine i have like a bunch of actor friends because winnipeg is a very big hub for acting mm-hmm. like you got vancouver and winnipeg are the two main ones because winnipeg is very easy to pull off in new york or like downtown winnipeg very easy to get a new york vibe or chicago um so like at one point we had um i can't remember his name but uh he was in star wars he was in black panther he was forrest whitaker oh, he yes. was here at one point Kristen crook was here we've had like it's like a hub for actors so i've got a bunch of friends who just play extras and stuff and whatever extras you get paid a lot as extras like it's insane like it's good work for sitting around for hours and the background of a cafe instructed to do absolutely nothing but then again background actors are very important because they add life to the scene but if they're too distracting then it becomes a very big issue you have to be like normal looking enough that like no one will pay attention to you yeah <laughs> but not too too normal because if you're too normal then you're like that guy seems weird <laughs> Is there anything you want to plug? Most places, I'm Vincent QW. Or otherwise, on YouTube, you can find me under YHonvy, which is just Y-H-O-N-V-Y. Also, a weird name. Guess you could check out my website. You don't need to. You can see some of my art, some pictures, some of my videos. My name, probably. Um, <laughs> I'm like, when you figure it out, just send me some links for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I'm just... I, I post things every now and then. Mainly on Instagram. <laughs> if you would like to be a guest on a future episode of the podcast, please fill out the survey in the description below. Hey, aspire but never open the door. Never never know, but always dream. Indeed. Otherwise that old lady's there with a cat. <laughs> yeah, old lady's there with a cat smoking. It's... You never want to see that old lady. I feel like that's the part that I'm going to end the podcast on. <laughs> yeah. You never want to see the old lady, kids.